Welcome, welcome all to the Booze, Boobs, and Blood podcast. I'm your humble co-host, Ween. And I'm Ray. Hey, Ray. <laughs> hey. hey. Hey, Ray. Hey, wowzers. Hey. <laughs> welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Ween, um, just for the record, FYI, Ween is already gone. Ween good. is already five sheets to the wind. She's wind. in the bag. So forgive any slurs. Just not like racial ones. <laughs> no, and that's just just speech slurs. Just speech ones. I don't care how drunk I am, I will never use racial slurs. No, Fuck that. no that's I'm bullshit. Just kidding, I'm teasing. I know, but I'm just saying for the record, yeah. that's bullshit. Record of Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. So, Hi. unfortunately, tonight we were supposed to have a um, a guest, and he could not be with us. That's uh, okay, yeah. but he'll join us next time. That's he will. Totally fine. We, he's on board for when we do the OG It next time. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, OG, like the miniseries? Yeah, we're going to do that one week, and then we'll do the new one the next. Good. The next, one yeah. and two the next week? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. So, because I mean, it's around the same amount of time. Yeah, it is. So that it's we normally would it would, uh, and I think honestly that'll actually be a nice one because it's like it's not two different random movies that we're yeah. talking about. So right, um, not that like it's just I, I always feel bad if we're gonna have a guest on. I'm like you're gonna sit and talk to us for three fucking hours. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we will anyway. Like we yeah. should chat a little bit on air. You yeah, know, yeah, but as he's it is, Brian he's is super so nice. nice. Yeah, 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 so nice. So. He's, he's a really fun guest. Yeah, really, really nice guy. Yeah, he'll it'll be it'll be great. Um, so anyhow, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. <laughs> we are just gonna we're it's gonna be us tonight, just doing um, Ready or Not and American Ready Psycho. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> you can't hide. I'm gonna find you. Expect a lot of that tonight. Um, yeah. We thought. We didn't have anything really planned, and I said, you know, let's do a, you know, we choose. Just for funsies. Yeah, we don't, and we're going to do that every so often, and we don't have anything planned. Let's just do, like, I pick one, you pick one, let's just you know put what? together. It's our fucking podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And you know what? They actually really go well together. Well, yes, they do, actually. Because they're bo- both, like, they're horror both, like, comedies. Mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're very satirical comedies. Yeah, so they really do. They are. Um, I have, of course, a fuck ton of notes about American Psycho, because I've read the book. Really? Yes. And I have a couple excerpts that will make you want to puke in your mouth. That's cool. Because after re-watching cool, cool, cool. this movie, I was like, oh, when I first saw the movie after having read the book, I was like, wow. I've not the read, read the book, but I've been curious about uh, reading the book. Because after I read this excerpt, you probably won't really ever want to. So. Really? Yeah. Yes. I know it's really different from the movie. The it's movie not really like, that different. Yeah? It's more violent. Well, yes. But no, this plot is the same. Although I have to say, you know, like, we'll get there. We will get there. We'll get there. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun. We're going to talk like both our bright spots are. But I also thought, because once we do, we're missing a segment and doing some horror movie news. So because we haven't really. News in horror. (laughs) Of like what kind, what's uh, like, what's coming up. And because yeah. there's a fuck ton, we're getting into spooky season, guys. So there's some shit happenings coming around. Horror news. But first, first, Miss Ray. Yes. What tickled your pickle? 
Um, so I don't talk about my job very much, and I'm not going to talk about my job. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going ah. to, I mean, y'all know I work for school, so that's yeah. really all you need to know. Um, the tickle pickle season, that so, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had two, so this one is like, okay, the first one is, um, I got to see Lee last weekend. Uh, we did a commentary yeah. of Red, White, and Royal Blue. We were yes, playing at I Red, was starting to listen to that, yeah. Yeah, the Red, Royal, Red, White, and Royal Blue mentary. Um, if um, you... Chicklet Book Book Club, Club podcast. podcast. I cannot see it's on our that. YouTube. Really yeah, drunk. so if you want to see us watch it, uh, but it's on Amazon Prime. So if you are like, if you like, you you, you gotta like the M- MM romances because it is yeah. But it's I mean I not all, maybe I don't know if our audience does or not, but I mean I sure. fucking love it. It was it's so hot and sexy and lovable. Oh, it's great. Anyhow, so go for it. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. Nice. And then, so school started this week. We. I haven't had a day off. Yesterday was my first day off in two weeks. So I was like needing. That is my nightmare. No, thank you. Yeah, right. That's horrible. No, thank you. <laughs> That's horrible. No, thank you. Think Ted Lasso. That's horrible. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but I got so many like out of girls because of how well we Just did. from what I've heard, like not even you know, hearing you talk about it, like hearing you getting praise from your job, just from, from you talking to me about your job, A plus, A plus, 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 plus. You're a fucking superwoman for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and it was like, it was, as I texted you, you asked me how, how it went. I said, it was fucking awful, but it wasn't excruciating. So if you know what that means, right. like, it's never going to be right. like, there's going to be, there's going to the be, it's always going to be fucked gonna be in something. some way or another. Right. It's, gonna, it's the first, first week of school. Right. Via, you know, even if everything goes perfectly, there's going to be some troubleshooting ahead. Right. And there were, and like, and so my ass you know, put this shit together so that way, like, I busted my ass to make sure that it was as clean as it was. So even though there were hiccups, it was as the cleanest we've ever seen. From what I understand, the cleanest from once I've been there, but for, I guess, ever. So we had Amazing. people saying, like, fucking Kudos. sign-in was great, was quick and yeah. fast. It was like, kids are happy. We're all, we're grooving already. So if that's a, a, a sign of what be. the, yeah. The rest of the year, I'm excited. So that Wonderful. was mine. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Ween. Miss Ray. What tickled your pickle? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> so recently, I've been kind of going through it the last few months. Um, I put out on my private Facebook account, I put out kind of a I'm drowning, help me out here uh, recently. And I've got, I've gotten... I've had kind of had an epiphany over the last few days. Okay. That like depression is an ugly monster, but I am fortunate, more fortunate than I'm sure others are that I have the most amazing support system available. Amazing support system. And I kind of put some feelers out there to just like, Hey, my self-confidence bank is a little low. Help me fill it a little bit. Aww. And people have been reaching out via, you know, Facebook, via text and direct messages with all this love. And I'm totally feeling it. And it's been really wonderful. And it's helped me to guide my path forward to get through it. So it's been really wonderful. Good. It's been really great. I didn't, I don't have Facebook. 
I know so. you don't. And that's why I haven't. Like, <laughs> I love you. you. I know. And you are but the best. But we talk, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. like, we yeah. talk real talk yeah. when we talk in private. Yeah. So, you know, I know you've been kind of aware generally yeah. of, like, you know, my life status and everything. Yeah. It's like, no matter what, it's, depression is funny. Because no matter how great things can be going in your life, like your relationship or your job, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it pales in comparison to how you feel about yourself. Yeah. It, yeah. None of those things matter if you're not feeling good about you. Well, and I think there's a reason why depression, <laughs> why press is a part of depression. Yeah. Because it presses down on you. Very much so. And it just and feels like overwhelming. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. And um, I've just kind of been, you know, feeling that the last few months. And I think that's why I haven't, like, like all my bright spots lately, like my tickle pickles, you know, um, if you add it up the last, I don't know, six months, I don't do any, I, I, I you know, joke and say I don't do anything. I don't do anything on purpose. I don't make myself get out there. I don't mm-hmm. make myself get out of the house. Yeah. And that's why my life, you know, is not <laughs> any different. And that's why things, you know, yeah, the little things here and there, like, there's not very much because I don't make the effort to do anything, to make yeah. the effort to change or to make, you know, positive changes in my life. But I think the last few days... The last week, I'll say, has been really eye-opening, and I'm on a positive step forward, which is good. really good. Good. So things are good. Yay. Things are, are moving forward. I like that. Huzzah. Huzzah <laughs> and kudos to you. It's, you know, I, I hear the struggle bus. I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle bus is real, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It sucks. It does. It does. But the more you can do your do for yourself, the more service you can do for yourself, the better. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like like I said, it doesn't matter if you have the perfect relationship. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect job. And it, it really doesn't. It's It matters what you feel for yourself and, you know, how well you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. It matters what love you're giving to you. Yes. Yep. Very, you know, very much. My actually this pertains. My boss says to me, she says, Ray. <laughs> Miss Ray. <laughs> Miss Ray, I don't know if you love you as much as I love you. Yeah. And she says, yes. I need you to love you more than as much, if not more, than 100%. I love you. And that was like I, I she t- she tells me that I know that, but I'm gonna be the first critic of myself. But we it's true that we are never like, we need to love ourselves just a little bit more. Yeah. Can I show you something? You always can. So she, uh, speaking of my boss, who I absolutely adore, she mm-hmm. gave me this book for my management styles, and you would be like, "Why the fuck?" We talked about this book. Yeah. It's called "The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse," and I was like, "Why the fuck did she give me this for for management?" Overall, it's again loving you as much as someone else loves you, yeah. and also like knowing that sometimes it's just you, you. It's also understanding people and coming at them and meeting them where they're at. Right. And it's just. I 
Sometimes I feel lost, said the boy. Me too, said the mole. But we love you, and love brings you home. Yes, it does. It's just these beautiful things that it's like, I think we all need to like, if you've not seen this book, I recommend it. I recommend it's just for your own edifice. Like, I think it's just something that, you know, we need to hear these things. We need to say these things to ourselves more. Affirmations. Absolutely. We don't do that enough to ourselves. Nope. We really don't. Um. What do you think is the biggest waste of time? Comparing yourself to others, said the mole. I wonder if there's a school of unlearning. It's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. And um, it's like, I mean, look at this one. And it just says the storm will pass. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I think like, you know, I got it for uh, little V for, for her birthday. Um, And I think if you're looking, if you're definitely down on yourself, I mean, that was definitely why um, sometimes I worry, worry you'll all realize I'm ordinary. Said the boy, love doesn't need you to be extraordinary. Said the mole. Like, that's it's amazing. It's That's amazing. It's a beautiful book. Like, yeah, it's very yeah. profound. So it's by Charlie Mackery. And again, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And they actually made a cartoon of this. Oh. Uh, Apple TV did. And I believe Idris Alba plays the horse. It oh, is the voice wow. of the horse. Yeah. Um, all British actors. Uh, but yeah. That's so amazing to me because it reminds me a little bit of The Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, it is, you know... As a child, when you read it, it's very literal. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, it's so ambiguous and it'll like crying in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, hey. I love you. I love you too. Yay. So, so we're gonna that. so we're gonna have this really interesting conversation this, about horror well, this tonight. month is gonna be like some of our favorite movies. So yeah. one of my favorite movies and one of Ray's favorite movies. Yeah, one that I haven't seen in a while and I was like, Okay, you know, I, I, we're just kind of like let's pick let's pick something that's like I know that you haven't seen, I think you'd like it, sort of thing. And um, And I did. Ah, it was great. It was an so hour good. and a half of fun. It's very you. fun. Yeah. Um so we were talking about a little bit about uh, what's coming up and like a little bit of news so um we've got four new horror movies releasing this week um including dracula untold director's first feature in 10 years so that was when he released dracula untold which is dumb if you've not seen dracula untold it is dumb 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 skis is it yeah it's not great they wanted to start this like what is it on like what streaming service? Oh, I don't know what it's what it's on if it's on it but it was like it came out uh it's got um it's not luke evans No, it's got Luke Evans in it. Um, it's whoever the fuck that is. I don't give a fuck. You know who Luke Evans is? Do I? Yeah, 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 yeah. He played Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast re- oh. live action uh, musical that. theater dude. You'd know him if you saw him. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but um, so uh, the one movie he's got coming out is called um, uh, Haunting of the Queen Mary. Um, okay. And about pretty much the real life ocean liner, the Queen Mary. And let's see what else we've got going on here. Um, we've also Evans. got. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen this fucking guy. Um, so the. Oh, the uh, Bad Things comes out also on Shudder. Um, yeah, so Bad Things comes out. That's on Shudder. Um, Rebirth and Birth, or sorry, Birth and Rebirth um, comes out from IFC. That, uh, 
and then Dark Windows, uh, which is described as a group of teenagers take teenagers take a trip to an isolated summer house in the countryside. What starts as a peaceful getaway turns into a horrific nightmare when a masked man begins to terrorize them in the most gruesome ways. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the movies that are releasing this week. Um, some maybe might be harder to get to than others. Um, I... Um, I really have no desire to see The Haunting of the Queen Mary. I'm not going to lie. Again, I'm, ghost movies. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. In the Fast and Furious series, he mm-hmm. plays two different people. How fun is that? Yeah, he plays the bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys like brother or something, doesn't he? Like one know. of the villains? I don't know. Uh, the Fate of the Furious, he played in 2017, he played Owen. And then in Fast and Furious 6, he played Shaw. Like, he played two different people in the same fucking genre. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, he's got, that's an, a, a prime example of he's got one of those faces. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. Like, that's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, but he's, he can sing. The boy can sing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played um, Gaston. He did play Gaston in uh, Beauty and Beast. So we got another. We've got a uh, alien docu series coming from Amblin, what? so Steven Spielberg's co- uh, company, and Netflix in September called Encounters. Okay. So um, uh, let's see what else we got here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, cool. The cool. Nun Two is coming cool. out. Um, yeah, I've been seeing previews for that all fucking week. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game uh, got a new trailer for its launch uh, day. Yeah, let's just talk about that for a second. Okay, we can. I, I saw the game. No, but I've seen previews of that, or I've seen like that in the news, and I'm like, a video game. Well, I think it's what is it? So it's the. Are the, you the killer, or are you trying to get away from the killer? Um, the let fuck? me tell you. I will tell you in a second. Um, okay, in a second. Matches of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game pit four victim characters against three killer characters. So it's kind of like like okay. a Call of Duty. So you've got to play like as a group. That's what it sounds like. To get away from the killers, mm-hmm. from the killer family. Mm-hmm. No, well, no, you like somebody on another team is another killer is one of the killers. Oh, so there's three killer characters. So you can do both. And four victims. Yep. So the mocap performers included genre genre icon Kane Hodder. As Leatherface. There you go. Sean Whalen uh, as the hitchhiker. Tro- uh, Troy Burgess um, as the cook. Mm-hmm. Christina Kleba um, as the new killer sissy. Dove Meyer uh, as new killer character Johnny. Scout Taylor Compton, who was in Rob Zombie's... Uh, he was Michael Myers and he was a little kid in, in that one. Um, and, okay. Yep. Doing the mocap for all of the female victim characters. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, oh no, like, no, no, I'm sorry. That's right. I was thinking she's not she's not Michael Myers. She plays the the, the she doesn't she play Judith? Wait. Not Judith, uh, she plays um Lori in the remake. She plays Lori in, 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 in Rom Zombies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was fixed. I was confusing. That's, what, that's the thing with all these games these days. It's all mm-hmm. motion capture. Well, but like, kudos to them for doing that because it makes it more realistic. Yeah, I mean, like for example, 
All I've been watching lately, P.S., is Baldur's Gate YouTube videos because Baldur's Gate re- re- uh, released last week mm-hmm. with high claims. Fucking crazy, crazy ass reviews. Uh-huh. It is one of the best RPGs Weren't out there. were you telling me that they did do like mocap of fucking? Yes. There were motion capture sex actors, basically. That's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> to, to reenact all the sex scenes so that it could be more realistic. Um, they're, well, realistic in relative terms, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's there's uh, certain companions you, you come across in your general party. Yeah. One is a gith Yankee, which is like, and it's, a, it's this alien slash frog-like creature. Okay. Um, but it's very humanoid. Right. Um, there's a vampire. There's a druid that can transform into a bear. Uh-huh. And in fact, during the romance scene, very infamously, at the at like the introduction of, of all this, at like their launch of Baldur's Gate 3, uh-huh. fucking they showed a scene where this guy, like, he's starting to get kind of excited and he just, ugh, like, transforms into a bear. And you have the option as your character to be like, no, 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 I like it. It's okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, with the amount of, like, uh, monster sex books out there. Yeah. Yeah. If these like companies yeah. don't like start fucking working with it and like, right. like get on the train, you are missing out because I'm telling you right now, there are enough women who will watch that. Yeah. Because they get hot they get all hot and bothered with literally we just finished a book where the <laughs> the the uh the main the heroine, her dirty secrets is she loved monster sex books and the hero finds them, like finds her like listening to like her oh, audiobook boy. and she's like engorgeous. Eh, Fuck me with that tentacle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was Jesus like, I'm telling you right Christ. now, there's gonna be somebody who would sign up for that. I've also enjoyed your recent segment on Chicklet Book Book Club podcast, (laughs) Toys for Twats. Yeah. I've been tempted, and I haven't yet, but I've meant to look up the, um, what what you call it, the, um period of time when it's a when it's like free reign or the free domain or whatever public domain oh yeah for toys for tots oh toys well, for tots <laughs> well i was thinking like i'm definitely thinking about doing making the 1-800 cars for kids and making it into toys for tots oh, and i was like if we cut if like fucking cars for kids comes after us i'd be like just fine we have nothing whatever get we at, literally have zero dollars yeah I think you got bigger fish to fry than our little podcast. Uh, right. Because we have no dollars. No Deva dollars. Get out of here. Um, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, all right. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And we are going to talk about... Do you want to start? Well, we'll start with ready or not. If then. I had known, I could have waited that That's long. why I was so trying to stop sorry. you. I was like, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, I think we're going to start with Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Here I come. You can't hide. I'm going to find you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ready get, or Not. We're singing tonight. 2019? Yeah. All right. So we'll back in yeah. two. And two. Bless you. <laughs>
back, people. And we're back. I thought you said back bagel. We're back bagels. Bagels. We're back there, bagels. We're back Brugger's bagels. Mm. Not sponsored. Bialis or Brugger's, whichever yeah. you'd like, man. Oh, delicious. So. So, buttons. So let's do this. Fucking ready or not. Okay, it's you a got fucking some good movies. <laughs> you got some shit over on your end I there. I sure info? fucking do. A 2019 horror mystery, one hour thirty five minutes, eighty eight percent on the critic score, tomato meter, audience score, seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not so bad. No, and uh, I think it like that's not bad at all. Um, so some fun trivia. You usually get like, I usually give or take 10% because people are fucking bitches. Yeah. You know, sometimes, but like, like a 90% or better is fucking good. Well, and I went and I saw this in the theater because of the good reviews. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. By myself. I'm just sitting there like enjoying it by myself. I had a great time. Uh (laughs) Um, they submitted nearly 200 fictional board game names, but only eight or so were created by the legal department. And you, we see those right at the beginning. Yes. We see the it's, ones. it's throughout the credit, the opening credits. Um, Interesting. So Grace originally died in the early draft of the script after being successfully sacrificed by Alex and his family. But the producer changed it to Grace surviving and her in-laws... Whatever happens to them, we'll I get like to it. I like that ending better. Oh, yeah. Be I mean, God, how depressing would that fucking right. be? Like, the. Because it was possible. Like, yeah. I think it's possible, but, like, you wanted your homegirl to fucking win the, win the day. Right. It's like, come the fuck on. Um, so the montage of the family preparing and donning their robes in the lead up to the sacrificing grace. Yeah. Originally uh, showed Daniel drinking even more. <laughs> but. Adam Brody wisely suggested that a take where he goes the opposite direction and is clearly sobering up yeah. was used, and that's the one they went with. I like that. I, I mean, you will love like it's it's hard this not is a to good love fucking movie. It's hard not to love Daniel. Yeah, like it really is. I yeah. mean, has there is there something about like we are laughing because uh, this week I heard I watched a Post Malone uh, concert and I texted you and and <laughs> and we and um and Veronica were like okay he seems like a charming charming man everyone tell me how awful he is now because that's how it is right. and I was like oh is Adam Brody the worst <laughs> do I need to look up is and he see kind of is. I don't know. I was looking to look and see, like, and this is where everyone tells me he's the fucking worst. Oh, he and I are the same age. Excellent. That's a good start. Let's go. Um, ah, ah. No, I guess, well, he's married is to Leighton Meester still. No, no. <laughs> I think he's just kind of, like, kind of took a, taken a step back, because I guess well, Leighton Meester, well, like, it, it, with um, Adam Brody's River Wild is bringing Whitewater Horror back to, no, so it looks like he's been okay, like, because oh, okay. he, he and Leighton Meester have been, like, married, I guess, for a while, oh, so. good. Yeah, so good because I really enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah. He's heartbreaking in this movie. He really is. He and a- and the guy who plays Alex are just Those fantastic. Two, yeah, we're as, absolutely. I on, mean, on par. The fucking go to this movie though. Yeah, is fucking Samara Weaving. Jesus Christ, who they had to teach how to drive because she doesn't because she doesn't know how to, to at least what? look like she knows it. Well, she's British, so she probably and she probably grew up in London and didn't have to drive. Oh wow, I mean, being, being yeah. Hugo Weaving daughter i'm sure she probably didn't really have they probably had a car service or something i didn't realize that she so has his eyes she does she 
so has his eye. She could be a she's a Margot Robbie knockoff. She is. She is. And honestly, that really is. A, I mean, nowhere was that accent. That no. Ac- she buried that she fucking did accent like really well. Yeah. And so I'm I was impressed by this movie and ge- like overall, yes. I was impressed by this movie because um, I was thoroughly entertained. Let's see. There's two directors. Um, oh, cool. Which is usually not a good thing, but. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, but yeah. so the one Matt Bertinelli Olpin uh, was director of Scream Six. Um, he was the director on the like the Scream. It looks Scream twenty twenty two. So that must be um, the television show. Must be. Um, he was one of the uh, in one of the credits of VHS. Is one of my actually I actually like oh, VHS. I enjoy okay. those. Um, lot of lot of horror shit uh obviously um let's see what the other director has done so that's matt burtonly open burley bertinelli Oplin, and then tyler gillette or gillette okay. um he vh pretty literally they must be a writing t- they must be a directing team oh, okay. because it's same credits so cool i mean when you go, when you have somebody you work with and you work with well yeah i mean my break to you know my but so samara weaving let's see what she's been doing recently um because this movie is from you said what was it 2019 2019 um she recently um she was i hope she does more shit she was really good yeah i remember her in uh three billboards no um bill and ted face the music oh no shit um she was in scream six so oh, okay, uh, we have that to look forward to because we <laughs> yes. haven't seen it. We're gonna get there eventually, we'll people. Yes, just, just stay tuned. Um, yeah. So I mean, she's she's doing stuff. So it's not like she's not working. So, um, all right, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, we open with these two boys. We don't know where we're at in time. No, these two boys are running from something. They're <sighs> running throughout this old ass house, mm-hmm. this old ass mansion. And the older boy tells his younger sibling, we're assuming, mm-hmm. to like hide in this armoire that has a mirror on the outside. Yeah. To like hide in there. Yeah. And um, this kid, this young boy, comes across this older man dressed in a tux. Yeah. And he's like, Daniel, some, help me. A couple crossbow bolts in his stomach. Mm-hmm. And is like, Daniel, help me. Daniel, help me. And Daniel screams out, "He's right here! He's right here!" Yeah. And the re- oh. And then we see this w- woman comes up that's obviously the bride. Yeah. She's actually being held back. Um, held she's back trying by to get other to family. Him. Yeah. To but a point. all his family has like all these creepy masks on. By, mm-hmm. by the by, because it was the eighties, and they're like right <laughs> as is, as is mentioned, which I thought was actually really funny. Um, but they're like holding her back, and she's pleading with them, "No, no, please, you don't have to do this." Until a point. Yeah. And then she like, kind of like, stoically, follows all the family member. They take him away, yeah. and they shut these doors. And that's we then we switch to 30 years in the future. Yeah. And we get Samara weaving. Um, Was it 30 or 50? No, it's 30 because that's Daniel. It's 30. OK. Yeah, I know. it's yeah. Dan- oh, OK, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we right. we get Grace is like <laughs> doing her um, her vows like she's resetting her vows. She's beautiful in, in this beautiful white, white wedding dress. Oh, which 
P.S. Like I totally want. It's like one of those uh, like turtleneck lace, yeah, like l- long sleeve lace dresses. Yeah, it's like a fifty like style. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very fifty style. It reminds me of a, a lot of my mom. My mom's wedding dress was a lot like that. Mm-hmm. It had like a little turtleneck and lace all across like the chest, neck, and sh- and arms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like a little sweetheart design on on the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got married in seventy one. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was beautiful. Well, supposedly they made like they had a, like twelve different designs for the dress, but this one won out, and I was like, yeah. of course. Um, it's very you know, ca- classic looking. Yeah. Um, like very, <laughs> and we find out very quickly that she's, you know, uh, one she's an orphan. Yeah. So I mean, convenient. Um, and um, like it's. This is where we meet her husband, her soon to be husband Alex, and his brother Daniel. Daniel yeah. played by Adrian. And, and she mentions she makes some kind of offhand comment, knowing that Alex, her future soon to be husband, is kind of listening, and makes some offhand comment about her his fucked about up family, his father who doesn't like her, yeah, and his brother who is an al- quote is an alcoholic who hits on her. Yeah, and I, and like that's just like you know passing impression yeah. that she has on this family, and she doesn't know the deep deep reasons. No, why? And Alex has been away from his family. He has taken a step back from his family. Yeah. So they they're all looking at this as this wedding as the for him to come back into the fold. Right. Alex is played by Marco Canadian actor Marco Bryan. Very cute. He's very cute. Very cute guy. Um. They so this is where Adam Brody comes in, and this is where you fall Adam in love with him right here. Brody he, as Daniel, he comes in brother. and he's just like he's yes a little drunk, but you can a tell. Little? Well, you can also tell that like he's this close to saying something. Oh like, yeah, he is for he, sure. He's warning her. Like yeah. he's like, you sure? You sure you want to do this? You sure? Like you? Yeah. And you know, like he's. He's Meanwhile, all Grace knows, all that we know, yeah. all that Grace knows is what we know. And that Alex just comes from this rich, eccentric family. Yeah, they're, they call them Dominion. They, yeah. Because they're like, they own a gaming company. Right. Yeah. But this house that they live in is like two, almost 200 years old. Like right. it is, like has servants quarters and servants doorways I throughout think, the house like that is fucking old well we discover later that the fa- the grand great grandfather made his money in at the in, like around During, the civil war yeah around so it was civil around war that era. time so, so it was around so it's like 150 years old yeah give or take but yeah yeah um and so she's like no I'm, i want to do it and then she leaves and, and alex then goes no really we don't have to do this. Yeah. I'm giving, we he literally says, I'm giving you an out. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want to, and like, shame on both of them. Yeah. Shame on fucking both of them. 100%. In retrospect, 100%. And, mostly on Alex, but. Mostly on Alex, but part of me is also thinking like, Alex is absolutely in love with her. So it's like, how do you. Truly in love with her and like, wanting to be like, we don't have to do this. We can just elope and just fuck everybody else. Yep. But Grace is somewhat determined Well, to... they can't elope. Yeah. But correct. they could not be married. Right. Yeah. Grace kind of, for Alex's sake, yep. wants him to reconnect with his family. Right. 
because she grew up an orphan and doesn't didn't she have wants a, family a real her, family she wants a real family and she mm-hmm. says that from the from the get you know and she's like this is kind of my you know opportunity to be involved in a real family your family yep you know why can't we why can't we but then we meet his family <laughs> and they're all fucking gross they're all a little bit gross in their own ways like during so there so we get to surprise andy mcdowell Yes. We get to this part where they're doing photographs and they have, you know, uh, different people pose with different people. And there's a there's a point where Grace is kind of up on the, you know, uh, lawn steps, mm-hmm. you know, the outside lawn like steps. Overlooking and, and the everything. mom is there, Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky. Played by Andy McDowell. Played by Andy McDowell. And Andy McDowell is very, like, relatable in this she moment is, to her. Because she's an outsider. Yes. And she's like, I know just how you feel. You know, I really like you. You've got a great personality. You'll fit in. I think you fit in. And And I think you'll help me bring him back too. Yes. Because she, you know, mom wants to, wants Alex to come back to the family, you know, selfishly. But at the same time, you know, she also wants to get to know who Alex has fallen in love with. Mm -hmm. And is very relatable in this moment and, yeah. and you don't think anything of it. And it's very sweet. It's like, it, uh, Becky kind of becomes the one person that grace kind of feels with. like she can confide in yeah. and connect with yeah. in this wedding. Because scenario. who else is there? There's charity. Who is this like vapid? Oh my God. God, gross. Daniel's like, wife. Da- uh, Daniel's wife. And like Daniel hates her. Daniel fucking hates you can, her. Like it was like, why the fuck did they get married? Like, why? Did oh, they there's bother? a line later that I was like, I, it just a lot there, like there's a, a lot of this and yeah it's like why why did you even bother well like, there's a line where he point? says you didn't even fucking flinch no and it's we'll, we'll get to it but it's like yeah charity's the fucking right. worst so in the very 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 baby baby beginning we only see the two brothers daniel and alex has children running throughout the house we don't know that they have a sister named emily <laughs> emily fucking <laughs> Emily. We'll get we'll get there because I love fucking Madeline. Uh, I gotta love her. Scarf. She's no, so she was. I, I love her awesome. because she was fucking Winona Earp, and I love her. Anyhow, yeah. Melanie Scorf- Scofrano, I believe her name is. Um, She's so fucking funny. So they get married, and they're gonna go like they go upstairs to start fooling around, even though Alex fucking knows that they've got to go do certain thing with the the family, right? And the creepy aunt Helene who. There's there's something with her. We don't know who she is. She's this creepy, intense, older woman. And she kind of like, y'all need to come down. <gasps> what? That's where I fucking know her. Anyway. Okay. I was trying to see what I, I knew. I recognized yeah. the girl that played Emily. I yeah. just had no idea what from. Why it's from her? a sh- no. <laughs> it's from a show that I think you tried but didn't like. And I was very sad, but it's fine. Oh, was she in Letterkenny? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, fucking amazing. Anyway, anyhow, um, hilarious. Anyway, uh, so they're like, we got you have we have to play this game at midnight. Yeah, you have to play it. It's it's tradition, it's tradition. on the wedding night because they're like they had just gotten married. Yay, can claps and fab oh, they're photographs. Trying, like, sh- and at the end of the night, you know, Grace and Alex, they're like starting to get oh, making yeah, yeah, out yeah. and hot and heavy in his room, and he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then a ser- or his aunt Helene Helene mm-hmm. comes in through the service quarters and is like, meet us downstairs and whatever. And he's like, yeah. she's like, what the fucking fuck? 
Yeah. <laughs> there are servants' doors in your fucking room? Yeah. He's like, nah, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but we have to go to this one room to, you know. Yeah. You just have to pick a card. Well, he doesn't play it off that nonchalantly. No, he, he's... But my first thought uh... was, what happens when somebody has a baby? The baby got to fucking play a game? <laughs> like, what's a new person in the family? What does that happen? Must be outsiders. Oh, outsider. outsider. Oh, yeah, fuck the off. outsider, whoever they marry that comes into the family. And then, so she's like, go downstairs. I'm going to get my game face on. And yeah. she does this cute, so fucking cute. adorable, like, like, Getting ready to little bit sassafras because she's thinking game, like literal game, like a board game with the family. Okay, fine, cool, Mm -hmm. cool, cool. cool. So she comes uh, down, still in her bridal gown. Yeah. P.S. Yeah. And comes down, and they're like, "This is where uh, Emily and uh, Fitch, 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 yeah, Fitchley, I think his name is, but they call him Fitch. Her husband and their two kids show up. Jesus. And yeah, it's Melanie Scofrano. And I don't know who plays Fitch. He's hysterical. He's really funny. Um, I don't uh, know him from Adam, Kristen but I know Brune. her yeah. from Letterkenny. And I know She's her from fucking Wine on Herb, yeah. Um, as the titular wine on Herb. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's got like fucking coke on her nose. She's yeah. like, she's, she's on all of the drugs. drugs. Yeah, she's constantly doing constantly. drugs. And she's like, oh, we're going to be great with the bestest friends. And um, so we get the story of what happened and how great grandfather, whatever, um, La, La Domas. La Domas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he started printing playing cards during the Civil War. And then he, he was a seafaring man, but he ended up mixing up with this Mr. LaBelle. Mr. LaBelle. So the, uh, Mr. Uh, La Domas did, had not a penny to his name, but wanted to, you know, do have this, you know, printing press feature or whatever. And Mr. LaBelle, who he came across during his shipping days... His, you know, seafaring young shipping days decided to play a game with him. And if and if Mr. Le Domas could best him in this game, Monsieur LaBelle would invest in whatever endeavor he, choose, he chose. Well, he did. So we don't know what the, the cost of that is. No. We'll learn that by the end. But we do. We um, so. The so newcomer, Damas, yeah. created this printing company which printed all these games throughout the Civil War. Nah, not mentioned, but probably relevant to this particular time was creepy games like the Ouija board and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, the one game was called Family Ritual. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> n- akin to that. Yeah. But like during the opening credits, you see some of these, these games, games and you yeah. see this like, you know, devil and then Mr. LaBelle. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of get it plants the seeds for later. Yeah. For the thought. And so for the newcomer, what they have to do is there's a box. Yeah. And there is this blank card. And so Fucking Tony, um, Tony, the, the head of the household, yeah. puts the card in the box mm-hmm. and the new outsider has to pull the card from the box. And yes. on the card, magically, Mr. LaBelle will have chosen what game that this person, the outsider, will have to play. Right. And like Fitch says, I got like, what was it? Old, Old Maid. Maid. He's like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And right. then I think Charity said she got. Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders, or fit, or go fish, or something one of like those. So like, ba- very basic card game. Right. It's like totally innocent and totally fine. Okay, cool. There's one card that she one can't card. pick. 
that she doesn't want. Let's just say that. She doesn't know that. She doesn't. She, she knows in, nothing. Right. She knows. She's going in this thinking it's like, ha, ha, fun. She gets hide and seek. And she's like. And Alex's right, face cool. falls. Oh, my gosh. Like a, like it's a like, sheet. And, and all of them. A sheet. All of them. All of them are like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You, it's him and it's Daniel. On. Daniel is also right. like white as a sheet, too. Because I don't know if it's so much that he's hitting on, like, even before, it was he's hitting on her. It's just it so didn't much, seem like that. It's but... so much is that he loves his brother so much. Yes. And this is going to destroy his brother. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what it felt more like. That's what it felt. Exactly. Because, like, yeah. Because um, we didn't actually ever see Daniel hit on Grace. No. Ever. ever. Just, like, try to help her and try to help Alex. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, being a brother. You know, yeah. a good brother. Because brother. also, like, they don't spend, like, it sounds like they don't spend time with them. So mm-hmm. how would he have had time to hit on her? Right. So, anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, they're like, you need, you have a hundred, you have a hundred seconds to hide. And she, well, first she goes, who hides and who seeks? And right. she's like, she's well, like, you're oh, the... I'd seek. Cool. We're really doing this? All right. What What the fuck do I do? Yeah. You know? He's like, well, you are the initiate. So you will hide. You hide. And, and we will seek. And the butler puts on. We don't get the butler's name, do we? Stevens. Stevens. Stevens puts on this fucking ra- record. This that is record. awesome. It is creepy as shit. It's real creepy. But it's awesome like it is perfect it's, and it explains the rules it of does seek. it does it does and so Real interesting oh it is um and as she's trying to go find like she's almost a little drunk too because i think a she's little a buzz, little buzzed she, it's her wedding night you know right. she's just like oh what the fuck ever because alex is like super serious and it's like yeah. we don't have to do this we could just escape which is meet me meet us meet me in the room we'll get out of here right blah, blah, blah. and she's, she's just like, like no. whatever it's fine it's hide and seek what the fuck right you know? well and then so she's like taking her shoes off because she's kind of stumbling a little yeah. bit she gets in the dumb waiter yeah and she hides as at the same time this is where we know fucking shit's getting real it's fucking on it's fucking on her family are still in the la domas room which is like the, yeah. the big family room the game room the, the game room mm-hmm. yeah and all the family take off these weapons from the wall, like a crossbow and a shotgun and a fucking axe and fucking crazy shit. And they're like, oh, we're not. And that's when you realize, oh, we're not fucking around. It's hide and seek. And if we seek you, we kill you. Right. And they also turn off all the cameras. They turn off all the cameras, lock all the doors. Yep. All the doors are sealed yep. in this house. But she doesn't know this. But she didn't know. So she's sitting in a dumb waiter and she's like, man. They, do, 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 do. they like, asked me, well, how was your wedding night? Well, right. <laughs> I was sitting and play fucking hide and go seek. Like, So she actually is getting bored in there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So I'm trying to remember how this all this This is happens. where the movie goes from zero to oh, 60. Oh my God. It's throughout. Yep. yep. Buckle up. So like the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, 15, barely 20 minutes of this movie, it's all the setup. And then for the next hour, it's like, go fucking, yeah. fucking go time. And this is where Alex decides, he, he just, he's, he's not going it. to play. He's no. not going to play. Yeah. He's, he's and, and even Becky comes over, she's like, maybe it's best if you stay here. Yeah. And like, I want him to go, fuck you. Like, right. Yeah. I'm not going to go kill my, my wife so, that I'm in love with. No, thank you. Right. So yeah, let's just make a, let's go let's go get this bitch yeah right right my wife my wife my chosen yeah like, right what the fuck and Alex has P.S. Alex has known this entire time this was a 
slim, very slim, yeah, but, but a possibility. possibility that this might happen. And he was like crestfallen when she drew the card. Yep. Uh, yep. For obvious reasons. And he's just like beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. The family has geared the fuck up and is ready to go, ready to play. And I have to say, I will give it to Becky because I think at this moment, Becky does feel awful. Like, yeah. she, I mean, like, because as, as she confessed herself, gen- it's a couple times throughout the movie, she genuinely likes Grace. The only thing I will say is she does say something that I think is a mistake that it's on the screenwriter's part because she says when she's with Fitch later on and they're walking, he's like, well, how does this work? She goes, I don't know. I've only been here for one of these things. She's been here for two of those things because both uh, Daniel got married and so did. But Daniel's wife did choose hide and seek. No, but they still know what the games are. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what entails. She was married to Tony when Aunt Helene got married. Tony, oh. Tony and Becky were already married by that point. Right. But what I'm saying is like she had to go through this with, yeah. with Daniel and Emily, though. Yeah. So, I mean, they they didn't pick hide and seek, no. but they still picked a game. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. We don't get to see what these other games entail. If it's like a more like oh, murdery sort of like oh, okay. version of Old Maid or if it really is fucking Old Maid. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't get to see that. Yeah. But I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You've been through it three times. But that's, that's, but it's fine. Semantics. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so, so, so Grace get out, gets out of the dumb waiter because she's like fucking bored. She's yeah. been waiting in the dumb waiter for like half an hour or whatever, just by herself, just no with no phone, just kind of you know whatever, waiting for. And she's just like, can we get on with this? Can we you know get well, on with our wedding night and whatever? She's like, so she's. She gets out, and then the the nurse yeah. comes out. Uh, I forgot what her name is. Clara. Clara comes out of the kids' room, and she's looking for Georgie, one of the one of she, the grandkids. So the family have these. So fucking funny to me. There are these, and we see them like blatantly. They they focus on them for a few seconds. These three housemaids, yes, that are all, all dressed, dressed in alike. black, and they have these little chokers, a uh, choker necklaces around them. But they're like they look like they're out of a Robert Palmer video, yeah, like music video, yeah. Ser- seriously. Well, one is not even like she's not really a maid. No, Tony just like how she danced, just, right? Whatever. <laughs> they're just there to take yeah. care of the family, whatever. So they're there throughout the house. So what? So Clara is looking for Georgie, and so she's the one nurse is looking for Georgie, and um and. Who's uh, one of Emily's kids. Yeah, and so Grace thinks it's really cute, so she's like hiding around the corner to see, and uh, at the same time, Alex grabs her from behind the door and brings her in. Yeah, like cups her around the mouth and brings her into the like servants' uh, hallways, the servants' quarter. Like it's their room, their throughways or whatever. No, they br- he brings her into their room. Oh, okay. And because that's when he's like, get down beside the bed. So the two oh, of them right, are right, hiding right, the inside the bed. Right. And Clara comes in looking for Georgie. Yeah. And so she's like, Georgie, Georgie. And so and the same time, Emily is high AF. She's yeah. On she's taken even more she's fucking, fucking shit. She's, she's been fucked. taking pills too at this point. Yeah. So she she literally just mistakenly and she has this shoots itty bitty little handgun. Yes. Very old antique looking thing. Yeah. And she shoots Clara on accident. <laughs> 
Emily shoots everybody on accident. In the fucking face. face. Every in fucking time. It's fucking hysterical. Face. So like, she's the worst right shot. Right above her eye. Worst like, shot. So funny. So she starts freaking out. At the same time, uh, Grace he understands that Claire is dead. Like, Claire has just been shot. Yeah. So, and she's sitting next to Alex. This is when it starts to come, you know, coalesce in her yeah. mind. This is what's happening. The reaction of the rest of her family to Clara, Grace, Grace, Alex kind of makes Grace witness a, what's know, going to happen to her. What's happening. And Grace starts to connect the dots yeah. and the wheels start turning. And she's we like, see oh, it on her face. Fuck. This is a real fucking game because they're like, we can't let Grace see this. We have to, and because somebody asked, of course, crazy Anne Helene, well, does this, doesn't this count? She's like, no, it has to be the bride. We have to kill the bride before dawn. Right. Have to kill the bride before dawn. Mm-hmm. Dead, before, the dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. <laughs> dead by dawn. I thought the same thing, too. I was like, dead by dawn. Um, and so, uh, let's see. Um, so this is where Alex kind of like tells her, she goes, why did why did you let me do that? Why why did I have to play? He's like, we have to play. If one of us, if you right. don't play, then we both die. Right. And so he's going to try to get her out. And they like they're t- they have this huge scene, this huge moment in the servants area. In, they get like, down the to servants like, hallways. They get under where like, he's like trying to hide her. But then she's like, wait, 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 wait. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And she's like starting to break the acting on Samara Weaving's part. And Alex. And, and Alex, both of them. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Chef's kiss to both of them. Yeah, I was getting teary-eyed because I was like... I was, like, too. It was very it emotional. It was hitting her. You could see it hitting her. And him. Like, yeah, he was... Like, that he this is real. like, powerless at yes. this point. Like, there's that nothing he knew we was can happening. do. She had no fucking clue. Yep. And then, she, as as she's questioning things... Alex was in this difficult position where he he never proposed to her. He said, "If I didn't propose, you if would I have left." If I didn't propose, you would have left. If I did, or you know, we couldn't elope. If I did, we couldn't elope. And if I didn't propose, you were going to leave me. Yeah. And if I told you what was going to happen, you would have you would have left me. Yeah. What choice did I have? Yeah. And the weddings have to happen at the house. At the house. No so exceptions. even if they eloped. It wouldn't have, like, it, it, they probably would, they would all have died anyhow. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it's very emotional. So there you go. Um, so, but he's like, I'm going to get you out. I'm going to go to the security uh, office. Right, I'm going to go to the security room, unlock all the doors mm-hmm. and the windows and everything, and and turn on the security camera so we can get the fuck out of here. And I need you to go to the kitchens. Go to the, right. Go down this hall. It'll lead straight to the kitchen. She she doesn't so much make it there. She runs into Daniel. Well, because she gets to a fork in the road. She gets to the end of the hallway, like he said, and there's a door on the right and the door on the left. She's yep. like, mother fuck. Yeah, and she runs into Daniel. Yep. And Daniel's again in the position that he's like... Daniel's drunk as fuck because he just... He's checking the fuck out. Like, yeah. Because he knows all this. He knows what's going to happen. Yep. And he's like... And again, now in in the position again that he has to call attention to her. Yeah. Like, he has to call out to his family. I'll give you a 10-second head start. Yep. And, um... And he does. And he does. He gives her like he gives her more than that because he's like one one and a half. And a, one thousand. One and a half thousand. <laughs> Two thousand. Like yeah. he's just 
drunk. He gives her like a fucking minute. Yeah. And so, um, uh, this is where, so then uh, Charity comes in and is pissed. Yeah. And this is where we get this line that just set chills up my, my spine because she's like, um, well, first, we th- when uh, Charity goes in, when she's supposed to guard the door that Alex is in and Alex yeah. sneaks out, but she goes in, she's like, Alex, do you want some company? And I was oh, like, I you're gross. She's gross. Charity gross. is Daniel's wife, P.S. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like, yeah, she's this A, stick figure, mm-hmm. and B, she's a total bitch and she's also a gold digger like that's the joke about gold it digger bitch right but she's like he says to her and she says you weren't gonna kill her were you he's like what's he like what sends a chill up my spine is that when i told you what was gonna happen yeah you didn't even flinch yeah he's not like a bit. he's like no i wouldn't i wouldn't kill her because she's the only one here who still has a fucking soul right and i was like and that's why we understand why grace gets the impression why daniel hits on her or whatever mm-hmm. and and is an alcoholic because he understands what's well and he's trying to protect her too so right it, yeah it's it's a real it's fucked up situation so fucked up and sad yeah meanwhile the dad is like flipping the fuck out the whole time mm-hmm. and aunt helene and this honest. is where Grace is like, fuck it. I'm just going to find... She oh, finds yeah. a gun. She She's finds like, a shotgun. No, we're done. And a, ba- we're done and a bandolero of like yes. fucking bullets. She puts it across her like a sash. Yeah. And and a fucking shotgun. It's like on all the posters yes. of her And she this. tears off the end of her dress because it's a bridal gown, right? Yeah. She's and she's like got her yellow chucks tripping, on. Tripping on it. Well, Alex grabbed her, her chucks. Yeah. He grabbed her yellow chucks, her shoes, so she could fucking run. Yeah. So she would have a fucking prayer. I mean, yeah. She looks fucking badass at this I, point. So fucking badass. I'm not kidding. There was that moment where she looks at herself in the mirror with with the, shot, the goes, shotgun Jesus. shell sa- sash, yeah. the shotgun, and the yellow chucks and half torn off bridal dress. Where I was like, that'd be a fucking sweet Halloween costume. No she joke. Goes, she goes, Jesus. I know. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what is this? What the fuck is happening? This is a good, good movie. I'm just making sure we're still recording. No, 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 um, I would assume we are, but just to make I, sure. But yes, because um, we can't. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Grace starts. She makes we'll it to the it. kitchen. She makes it to the kitchen. And Alex has turned the cameras back on by this point. Yeah. He's gotten to the security room. She gets in the kitchen and Stevens, the head butler. Is a weirdo. Is a b- uh, I'm with a capital O B obsessed with Tchaikovsky's overture of eighteen twelve. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit! Um, he keeps whistling it to himself, humming it to himself, conducting in his head, um, and he's starting to make make a spot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> he he um, and she's trying to like load and cock this right scu- and this. also watch the back door to the kitchen to wait make, for it to turn for it green. to turn green yeah so that it unlocks and she can get the fuck out and meanwhile she's loading the shotgun just in casey's yeah and and she's doing it while he's like doing his crazy but he knows he knows she's there yeah and he also knows that unfortunately it's all display ammo the ammo is display only. Yeah. So, but shit. Alex has gotten the, the doors open. Yes, he so. does manage to get it open, and he like his 
father and brother kind of figure out what's going on and his father's like banging on the door in the of, of the security room trying to get to Alex. Alex takes a fire extinguisher and like bashes the desk like keyboard with it yep. so that they can't lock the doors again. Lock the doors again or turn off the security camera so yep. that Grace has a prayer. Yeah. And so She's like, get the fuck out of my way. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that, ma'am. And she just, she throws a scalding hot. Scalding hot teapot that he right, just made yep. at, on his face. Yep, melts half of his face. On he's his like face. fucking Two-Face at this point. I would Harvey, too. Harvey Dent, man. Yes. Yeah. Very and so Harvey, she, gave me Harvey Dent, Dent vibes. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets out. She gets out the back door. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, uh, at the same time, um, uh, Alex, I'm sorry, um, well, Alex is in the security room and dad and Tony and, and Daniel get in the room. Yeah. And uh, Alex starts choking the shit out of Tony. Yeah. And Daniel like talks him down and um, he's like, we're going to get her out. We're going to get her out together. And I don't know. I don't know if Daniel knew that Tony was, a, was not choked out or not. I don't know. I don't think he did. I don't think he did no. because he's like, I think he was serious. We're going to get her out. We're going to get yeah. her out. And then Tony bashes Alex over the head with yeah. the fire extinguisher knocking him out. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, you're not as like on our side. You need to decide what side yeah, you're Tony on. Tony is like questioning Daniel's alliance. But Daniel's like, I'm fucking here. What the fuck He's like, I distracted him for you. And I was right. like, I don't know if you're that's welcome, necessary. by yeah. the way. Yeah. Mm, so. <laughs> so uh grace is star she's outside of the house she's starting to run toward the barn i think or yes. something that's outside and it's like where they keep the goats yeah um um, well, this is actually before she gets out, um, the last maid that's still alive because there, one, oh there was another God. maid that gets shot in the mouth oh, by yeah. um, So throughout, yeah. all the maids are dead. Yeah. Like, all the maids die, yeah. which is fucking hysterical, but it's awful, too. Because- yeah. And this last one, she's not even a maid. She's like, I'm just here because Tony Tony thinks I'm a good dancer. (laughs) She likes the way I dance. Dance. She's stuck with a dumbwaiter that, you know, Grace, as a last-ditch effort, was going to go hide in again. But, but you know, the maid is there instead. She's like, you know, let's trade places because they're looking for me. They're looking for me, not you. And then the maid is like, oh, she's right here. And And then gets crushed. Crushed in the dumbwaiter. And Grace runs off. Um, so then this is where we learn i felt bad for them it's funny though oh i know this is also where we learn that this aunt that's been running around aunt helene is the woman from the beginning Mm -hmm. is the bride from the the beginning bride from the very beginning and this is where she tells she they have they have handcuffed alex to a bed yeah and because they, they don't want him to help her right to help grace and so they're telling um you know and this is where aunt helene is like, you know, we should have had him back here sooner. You should never have let him la- leave because he's the one to lead this family. Right. And um, he, sh- you know, he should do his duty and just kill her himself. Right. And because had she had a second chance and she realized all the things, she would have killed her husband to be yeah. herself. Yep. Um, so sad. It's very sad. Um, so, so this sad. is this is the fucking fu- oh, one of the funniest parts. So she was... makes it out to the barn mm! and she runs into Georgie, one of the little Georgie, kids. Georgie, Emily's she... 
and Fitch's kids. Sons. Yep. Right. And he and, she, and, and she's he's like, got mom's gun. Well, first she's like, hey, Georgie. Hey, Georgie. All of a sudden out of nowhere, right. he pulls out this gun and shoots her in the in hand. In the fucking hand. And, and there's a hole, oh. a visible see-through hole in her left hand. And that's all right, because then with her right hand, she just fucking... <laughs> Dex this fucking little asshole. Like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her. I would have done oh, the same fucking thing. I would have thrown him in the fucking Dex pit. What are you talking cold. about? Right. And she ends up falling into this like cellar full of pits. Yeah. Full of dead bodies. Where dead, they put all like, the dead skeletons bodies. Skeletons of like goats and shit. Where well, no, sacrifice. We got it's because th- those sacrificial goats. But that's where the husband's at. And you see Charles with the crossbows in the abdomen, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. And we know the maids are gonna get thrown there. Yes. So, so she's got a hole in her hand. Oh my. She's God. trying to climb up this she's... fucking ladder. She gets with up one hand. With one hand. Oh, in that hole in her hand. There's she... a fucking. So on the ledge of this, as she's trying to climb out, and she can't see, right? There's a nail sticking out, like. They've been hammered. Up. Yeah, had That's hammered been, in. Been hammered in. Just uh, apropos of nothing. Yeah. Just because. Just for funsies for us. And she fucking slams her hand that on hole, it, and it goes that... straight through her hole in her hand. And, ah! and she's screaming because she's got to use that to pull herself up ah! out of the hole. I was so like, gross. <laughs> so gross. It was amazing. And I'm gonna tell you right now. And she's like. This girl has one of the best screams I've ever oh, heard. We'll get to it because there's so a, there's primal. a scream later that is yeah. fucking animalistic and it is, it is awesome. Her this throughout this entire movie is so primal and yes. animalistic. Like it is You push a girl so, so far. You push a girl so far. Yeah. Because there's no thing, it's like she has no fucking now, idea what's she happening. She just wants to fucking survive. Right. Out of sp- so this is where family. she starts making a run for it. Yeah. And Charity sees her. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to fucking shoot her. And she's got this, like, it shoots us, it shoots him like a, an arrow or like a, a wooden cro- stake. It's a crossbow. But it's not because it's a gun. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like, a, it's old. Because it, you can't use any, like, you know, technology from now. Right. And it just goes, whew, right into it the just, trees. I know. It just, she's like, like, motherfucker. Beats way over. Yeah. Like, it's not... Oh my god! It cracks me up too because like when you play video games, like any time from like two thousand on, mm-hmm. like like Skyrim or Last of Us or all these all this fucking shit, and you're playing a video game and it gives you like when you have crossbows or arrows or whatever, and it gives you like this area, yeah, that you got to focus in on to hit, and it's like. It goes way over where you think it will. You might as well be playing Golden Tee. Right. Yes. It doesn't yeah. fucking You might as well have like a rollerball. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like, That's fuck That's exactly us. what happens here. And it cracked me the hell up. Oh, yeah. it was so accurate. And so we also didn't mention that like Steven's going around the house looking like the fucking Phantom of the Opera with like part of his face burnt out like Harvey Dent. And he goes into Daniel Dale's like, holy shit, what happened to you? <laughs> it was so funny. So Daniel and Tony, they're like, whoa. <laughs> and then when, when Daniel's leaving, he goes, oh, God. I he put his hands up in front of his face. He's so like, Jeez. funny. This movie's very, very funny. It it's is. very it's comical. It's a riot. It is, it is a, very funny. Oh my God. The one part where, like, every time the aunt tries to talk and the, the maid is gurgling, dying, and she just finally goes over and cuts her head off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so fucking funny. So she gets out. Uh, so she, Charity goes in and tells Steven, she's like, she's out running towards the, the north fence. Yeah. 
And so he's like, he gets giddy. He's excited. Yeah. I'm like, why do you get off? She, what are you? Are you? Oh, I know. You're not even part of the family. I what know. the fuck do you like, care? He's not even part of the family. What? What the fuck? Did he give his? Like, did he you know, have the devil let him get, fuck him in the ass so that way he could have a mortal life too? Well, because he would have a job then forevermore or whatever. I guess. So I don't know. So but, okay. So the family P.S. has been saying throughout that they have to kill Grace by before dawn. Before dawn. Yeah. Before dawn. Or they will all die. Right. And no, and some of them don't believe it. Like, most of them are like... Some don't believe it. Like, Daniel questions it. Daniel questions it. Fitch is like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. He just, I think, is like, wants to be part of it. Because yeah. it's like, it's a he's married into a rich family. He's he's the charity of, yeah. you know, he he's the right. male ch- charity. He wanted, you know, whatever. I'll do whatever to stay in this rich fucking family. At one whatever. point, he's on the toilet watching a video yeah. of how to, like, use a crossbow. How to use a crossbow. Get familiar with your crossbow. <laughs> So fucking funny. Yeah, he's great. That guy's oh, yeah. awesome. I mean, like honestly, this cast is fucking brilliant. It was. It really even was charity who you hate casted. is great. Like, yeah. um, it was. It it's was brilliant. Um, so Grace is trying to escape out the the. She finally gets through the woods, through the grounds of this house, to the iron fence. And there's like a part of it where some of it is somewhat broken off, and she bends the bar and. Because she's a skinny ass bitch, is able to just squeeze as it's cutting as into it's cutting her. into her. The sharp edge is cutting into her back. It's like filleting her back. Oh, yeah. it is. But she because she sees a car coming. Because she sees a car coming, she just wants to get out so fucking. Oh, this bad. part is hysterical. She oh does, my god! She gets out of the road <laughs> and she stops the car. The guy's like, "Get the fuck out of the road!" The road. She's, like, she's like, she just goes on this cussing. Fuck you, bitch, people! <laughs> yeah, she, ah! she's like, "You motherfucking dick." Sucking blah 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 blah. Deep liquor and fucking jack. <laughs> it was hysterical. I have said the exact same words in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I said it probably this week. It's I know. I've I said did, the exact same I, shit in traffic. At work, I, I said. Guarantee you. I was actually in the office and I go, I have screamed motherfucker at least three times today. So we're right. on a roll, bitches. Right. Um. So funny. Oh my god, she's Samara <laughs> Weaving's fucking brilliant. She's um, so good in this. So uh, it, her dress, P.S., is getting it's less just and less. Fuck. It's, at this point, it's pink. Less at this less point, it's pink because she fe- yes, it is pink, like pink brown. Because yeah, she's got dead body parts all over, right. like dead ick, like blech, all over it. It's like mud and shit and blood and oh, it's so Ugh. nasty. Well, she does make a run for the woods. And the yes. butler's like, uh, no, the butler she's going. Stevens tra- chases after I her. I thought she said Stevens. 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 Stevens chases after her in this car. He tries to mow her down with it. Yeah. But she's like, no, fuck you. And he gets out of the car because she does yeah. like a faint and, and gets out of the way. She and chokes she him the fuck out. out. She takes, rips off part of her dress, her sash. Him, yep. Mm-hmm. Chokes him like. In on the neck, like chokes him out. She shakes him out, yeah, exactly. And then and gets, gets in that in car, the car. Which I was like, okay, girl, oh. girl, do you don't get away from go, go, go far before you Keep start going. calling anybody. Just make she's driving, right? She's booking it, yeah, in this car by herself. You think she's fucking made it, and she hits this little button up top Tour. that's Trip like safe. that's trip safe, on that's star, like on star, basically, yeah. basically the on star. And Jason this, from Trip Safe. Was it Jason? Justin. 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 Justin from Trip Safe. It is like, <laughs> we've marked this car as stolen. We're going to shut it down now. And she's like, no! 
Well, first he's like, I need you to call the police. And he's like, I don't know how to do this. She's like, just call just the police. Call the police. Fuck you, Justin. He's like, I don't think there's any need for that language. Oh, uh, my. Is there anything else I can do for you uh, today? No, Justin. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Justin. Yes, Justin. Fuck off, please. <laughs> so but, good so he's turned the car off which i was like just just wait baby wait t- 10 minutes down the road before you call trip advisor or whether fucking a safe trip or whatever and so the car is stalled she has nowhere to go and she's kind of like and the butler breaks the window and then just shoots her with a trank gun so um he, he's called home he's called the the, the ladomas and he's like hey i got her i'm bringing her in and uh he's got her tied up in the back seat yeah and he is just he is air conducting to the 1812 and he's singing and he hasn't disconnected his the phone he's still on video chat with the family as he's just like he's he's elated that he's done this so he's yes. just conducting conducting and they're just like stevens Behind you. Behind you. They're all watching via camera, right? Yeah. Like FaceTime. But you can't hear them because he's blasting the 1812 overture. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and her face. She, oh, chef's kiss. And she kicks him in the face. Yep. Several times and he crashes. Yep. Oh, it's so good. And, um, so she gets out of the car and obviously Stevens is dead or at least incap- incapacitated or p- unconscious, but she gets out of the car and comes across Daniel and she tries to sweet talk Daniel and Daniel's not having any of it. And this is where she says, if you kill me, Alex will never forgive you. Yes. And he just and knocks her out. It's true. He, it he is. Knows that. It is. And we we're thinking, Oh, so Daniel's, he, he knows that. And then he's like, you can come out now. And there's his dad. Yeah, so he's knocked her out. They take her back, and they're going to so now... So it's like, Daniel has to... Had to be very, very careful about how he has played this this whole time, because his family's watching him, too. And I wonder if he's really as drunk as he p- pretends to be. I don't think he is. I don't think so, either. Because he wouldn't have been as conscious of... No. Because he says, I'm not. I'm drunk, but I'm not stupid. But I'm, yeah. I don't think he's even that drunk. Um so there we we move, we're now like back at the house they're preparing for the sacrifice she's got some sort of like thing on her mouth and she's tied to this table yes and um they're all like they've all got their robes on and their masks their robes they're passing around this goblet of wine question something. mark something that they all take a sip out of yeah but they've all been poisoned because daniel has poisoned them all but not, With, like, to kill them, but enough no. to, like, make them... Hydrochloroform or hydrochloroform or something, something like that. Like, not that they were throwing up all over the place. Hydro... Something. What the fuck did he give them? Hydrochloroquine. <laughs> not chloroquine. Yeah. Um, probably... I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Hydrogen I, I peroxide would kind of fuck you up, just yeah. make you sick, but you'd be fine. Yeah. It's not lethal. No. But something to, like... Incapacitate them. Incapacitate yeah. them for a while just to get Grace out of there. And then the one, the first one who comes to first or like is Papa. Charity. Oh, Charity. Right. Right. And she shoots Daniel. She shoots Daniel in the neck. Yep. Cause he stands in front of Grace. Yep. And he's like, really? Really? Cause he's going to get, he's going to get Grace out. He's going to get, he's right. going to get Alex and they're going to, the, the three of them are going to get out. Yeah. And, um, 
and yeah, she comes across. Charity's into this family more than Daniel is. Yes. Like, like Daniel uh, and kind of like she's fucked up pissed because he was going to spare her. Yeah. And like help her get out and get out with her probably. And her and Alex. Um, She shoots him in the neck. And then Daniel, as he's laying bleeding, dying, and Grace is trying to like help him, he tells her to run. Yep. In his blood gurgling you know yeah cries tells her to fucking get out of here yeah. run and she does and she then yeah then she comes across papa then she she busts papa's face does she not oh yeah she does with um yeah because she yeah tony comes to find with. her and she beats the fuck out of him and then starts a fire yeah just know she starts a fire knocks him out with in the room with the fire yeah like this curtains she starts curtain, start going up curtains on fire alex finds daniel dying yes and um, and then we get uh, Grace has gone into the game one of the game like not the, it's like not the game room itself but a different room it's got like a pool table and it's like kind of like a um a salon or whatever and she's trying to and she's trying to get out there and here comes Becky it was it was the game room was it the game yes. we general yeah that's yeah, right because Le- Mr. LaBelle's that's where chair. the box was yeah so. Becky's gonna beat the shit out of her. Starts yeah. to beat the shit out of her, and but Grace grabs the shit. box, this Mr. LaBelle's box, that the infamous box that gave Grace her faded card, mm-hmm. and she beats the fuck out of. She Becky beats her to death with it. With it, to beats her to death with this box, and Alex sees her beating to do it yeah beating and she's like because she says something like uh before becky dies she's like you aren't you know you are too we're too you know we're too good for you this family and she's like fuck your fucking family fuck your fucking family and so alex sees all of that and at first i was thinking okay i don't know how they're gonna play this are they gonna play this like she feels bad that she's done right. it right that's not how they play it not at all she's not upset nope because she's he, fucking pissed. He comes in and this is where we get, this is the, the most heartbreaking part of this fucking oh movie. Oh my God. Yeah. Because Alex comes over to her and he's, I don't even know if that upset that she killed his mom. Not at first. Not at first. But he says, you are never going to be with me. Even if we get out of here, are you? Even if we got out of here, you weren't going to be with me. Yeah. Right. And because and she he, like, flinches. Takes, he first reaches out his hand to her face and by she, her hand. Yeah. And she flinches. And then he puts his other hand on the other side of her face. Yep. And it starts to tighten. She starts to squeeze it. And she's like, you're hurting me. And he... Then screams. This scene was so tense. Then what does he scream? She's in the air. Yep. He screams to his family that she's in the air. And we just know Alex is gone. Alex is Alex has gone bye bye. Alex is gone bye bye. Alex is no longer here. <laughs> He's uh, fucking over it. He's done. He's done. Uh I don't know if it was the mom. I think it was the mom because like the mom when at some point when Alex was uh uh tied up via handcuffs, he was handcuffed to a, to like the bedpost. The mom came into him and made some kind of little speech. Would you kill all of us for her? Pretty for much, her. yeah. Right. By saving her, you're killing all of us. Is that? And but the only thing is, I think if she hadn't flinched from him at first, he might have. But I think that settled it for him. Yeah, there was itty bitty little nuances, which was well acted. Yeah. By 
Samara the, Weaving. Yeah. yeah both. By both Samara of them. Weaving and the guy that played Alex. They were so well acted. Yeah. So, so good. Mark O'Brien. Yep. So tense. Um, tense, so tense, tense. They're trying it again. They're going to try it one more time. They're so going to tr- try one more time to Alex, sacrifice her. Oh, my God. Alex is going to be the one who stabs her. To stab her to death. To yep. sacrifice her. And this is where we really learn who Mr. Ba- Mr. Uh, Mr. Bale is because... They're just LaBale. like, LaBale, yeah. whatever. And he's like, because they're like, hail Satan. I'm like, okay. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, because he even said, he goes, what, she, at one point, the mom was like, why did you run? He's like, because after like, after my like 12th or 13th, you know, slitting my daily or monthly slitting of a goat's throat yeah. to sacrifice to the dark Lord. I was like, this isn't normal. Probably not normal. Right. Yeah. And, but it was normal for us. Yeah. But it was normal for us. So he goes to stab her. So he's going to fucking do it. He's going to fucking stab her. He goes down. She actually has. She's turns. I, she turns her shoulder. She does something to dad. I think that's how she gets him. She, she gets gets to be able to pull her arm up she does something to one of that's holding him down it doesn't yeah. matter but yeah. elza knows he gets her in the in the in the shoulder, shoulder. rather than and the... they all let go because yeah. yeah and so she's got this knife she gets off the table she makes this sound it is so animal and it, was, it is and i thought it was like i thought it was animal. first hearing you think it's an animal yeah i can't even she replicate was so it so fucking good it's just like this primal scream that is like it was just like it was awesome yeah 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 totally it was so good and um so at the same time the sun is has has risen antelene unleashes the curtain and realize it is sun up and they're all like i guess we're okay fitch especially is like oh it's all bullshit huh yeah. But then Aunt Helene, Mind you, the kids are there too. Yeah, the little ones. The Emily's, two little kids. Emily's children yep. are there too. Yep. Including Georgie, who was like, fuck you, dad. Yeah. Um, but Aunt Helene, the matriarch of the family, is like, she still needs to die and starts running toward Grace with an axe and then pop. Blood, blood, explosion. blood balloons. They explode blood like blood balloons. balloons. <laughs> Ninety nine blood balloons. Yeah, left balloons. Just yeah. gross. Yeah, and one Pieces, by one. Yeah. Throughout the next ten minutes. Well, we don't see the kids, but we know that they get blown they up do. too. That's off screen. Yeah, that's we don't off screen. It's fine. He comes the 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 body parts <laughs> come back and flying into the room, <laughs> but Fitch gets it, and then the dad's like, uh, "I did, you know, I did I my duty." And I, I should be, you know, I, I, you know, I, I should get, you know, pretty much like points for this. <laughs> points for this. Right. Oh, no. Pop, pop. No. And then Alex. It's just Alex. So, and he's like. And all along, all this time, Grace is just sitting there cackling. Oh, I know. She's dying She's laughing, laughing so everybody's hard. Everybody's dying. She's like, fuck you. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and he comes so up. He's like, "We can be together. Good. We can we could go off together." Look, I'm not dying. I'm not dead. I'm not. I'm the one. They're giving me a second. I was the good it's, one. I was trying to help gets you. Gets real close to her face, and it just goes pop, <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> like spitting out pieces of him from her mouth. <laughs> so good. And then she as the walks, house is on dry, fire. Right. The, I'm like, because I'm like, <clears throat> this is the slowest burn fire I've ever seen, but it's fine. 
the fire starts to like really take off. She walks out of the to the courtyard, the same area where she had just hours before gotten married. And she sits on the steps, lights up a fucking cigarette, waits for the police because the police were supposed to be coming. Right, fire department's there. Yep. And the police are coming. You, d- they're totally off screen, but we hear the voices th- among amongst the chaos. But she's just sitting there, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> blood covered in blood and ichor and gross. A guy and one of the the, the policemen or fireman comes and goes. What happened here? <laughs> what did she say? In laws. In laws. Credits. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh man. So good. This movie. <laughs> thank you. I had actually been wanting to see this movie. This and like Knives Out. I haven't seen oh, Knives, Knives Out. Oh, Knives Out's great too. Yeah. 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 This was so good. Yeah. Just like, yeah. a fun ride from beginning to end. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I would say like on your second viewing, <coughs> you're going to get like, because you know what's happening and you know. Yeah. It's like, because it's so sweet in the beginning with the two of them and you yeah. know what's going to happen. It's kind of like, oh. It makes it even worse, and it's probably why I got very emotional because I knew what was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was my second viewing, and I just—it's just so fun. It's fun. It was a fucking blast. Yeah. It really, really was. I mean, I would have liked to see her kick a little bit more ass. A little bit, but like, she was—it was survival. It yeah. Was survival for her, but I would have liked to have seen her do a little Die Hard, do a little like yeah. John McClane and like <laughs> fucking. Take charity out or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, like um, uh, uh, Silent Night or what was that? Uh, Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah, yeah like that, that kind was of. So fucking good. Yeah, that a little bit like great. that. Um, but all right, let's do some ratings. All right, blood and gore. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, though, I'm. It was say... a lot of CGI gore, like not yeah, a lot, a lot, but know. like I think the, like I think the, the blood the... explosions at the end, like each family member exploding was all CGI. Oh yeah. Parts of it. But I think some of like yeah. some of the, but the... a lot of like the, like her hand that was all practical. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to say three. Yeah. I would say two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, spooky, scary. I think because I knew it was going to happen. I'm going to say two. We kind of already, like, from the get, the title, Ready or Not. Yeah. It's like, we know we're in for a, a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm giving it a one because it was just like, eh, whatever. I just think that the whole aspect of it is like the, you know. Um, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no sex and nudity. No sex and nudity. Um, fun and entertainment. This is a four for me. Uh, solid four. Yeah. Solid four. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This is one that you definitely, if you're having a party, either you're watching it as a group or you having a Halloween party and you're putting yeah. it on the background. For it's a sure. nice, yeah, it's a nice backgrounder. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. And it's hysterical. Like, I don't think we, we really couldn't it's cover. It's an hour and a half. It was a Fun ride. And it is super funny. Some of the stuff, I mean, we didn't cover everything, but yeah. a lot of it is hysterical. The little nuances, especially, like, the maids. And oh, my God. The maids and, like, <laughs> and fucking, fucking Daniel and, and just, it's, 
Yeah. yeah. It um, was a lot of fun. Really yeah. funny. And I mean, it is like, it is a fucking stacked cast. It's great. And everyone does a great job. Yeah. So. Very. Yeah. Very much. Cool. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to do <gasps> American Psycho. American Psycho. <laughs> My pick this month was (laughs) from the year 2000. (laughs) Oh, we never heard that in a while. I know. Hooray, Conan (laughs) O'Brien. American Psycho. Rated R. One hour, 43 minutes of amazing... Amazing, yes. Unfortunately, the critics of Rotten Tomatoes did not agree at 68%. Sorry. The trailer started playing. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. 60... Oh, my God. The hiccups now. Fuck. 68% critic score. Audience score, 85%. Yeah, this one's tough because I think... um, You know, it is. um, And I I get it. I... It's really interesting having like we were just we were discussing this on top was like having read the book then saw the movie at the time I was like holy shit this was like violent and now having seen some shit uh, yeah this was like very... no I was like <laughs> where's the tame. blood man where's the blood and in comparison it's pretty yeah well and part. then also like having read the book and knowing some of the parts like that they're alluding to, but they don't go into, which we will get into. Right. Um, and right off the bat, I want to say in the book, Patrick will tell you exactly why he's killing a person. Yeah. We do not get that here in the, in the, in the movie. We don't get it. We, Interesting. It's, it's alluded to like, we know why he's going to kill Paul Allen. Because of his fucking business cards. Yeah. But. And his account and his success at the, at the firm. Yeah. But, but it's mostly card. like, and he like, he will specifically tell you every single like thing that he has done, like chewed, like almost Hannibal Lester, Hannibal Lester-esque, where like, you know, he played the, <laughs> he kills the one orchestra member because he's like the worst part in the that. Worst you know. floatus. Yeah. Right. Sort of the same sort of like there are actually uh, articles about uh, studies comparing the two, actually comparing silence, to silence and to American, American Psycho. Psycho. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that and they played a lot, played up a little bit more in the book is the mm-hmm. relationship between serial killers in general and Patrick Bateman. Yeah. So um, Patrick Bateman is more like. An 80s yuppie fanboy. Yes. Of serial killers and finds himself not only relating to serial killers, but becoming one himself. And right. is unable to stop how much he's craving it. Well, so I found this really good article. Um, it's called um, Shopping and Slaying, Fucking and Flaying, Serial, Cur- Serial Consumption of American Psycho uh, by Christine Christina Lee. And I'm going to sprinkle some of her stuff in as we're going along. Okay. And I also found a, an, um, a screen rant, I think it was, that was comparing the books to the novel a little bit. And so a couple of things that were different from the movie as opposed yeah. or the, the book as opposed to the movie. So FYI, I've never read the book, but I loved the movie. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this will be this will be interesting. Yeah, I would like your opinion when we get to the part where, <laughs> as I was trying to find it, because I knew it's it has been seared. This part that I'm going to read has been seared in my fucking brain for 20 years because I read it around. I read it the time I saw the movie. Mm. So, um, I, uh, this. It, and when I, f- I was like, I tried to look up the, the section yeah. and I found it and it was like on a Reddit thread. Everyone was like, yeah, that was seared in my brain also for yep. so many fucking years. <laughs> One person was like, that was when I was like, I'm done with this book. Thank you. And I actually, they was like, it made me so sick to my stomach that I had to like put the fucking book down. Wow. It, this book is violent. Very. And we don't see a very. lot of it on the screen. No, I think there's a lot more cannibalism also, too. There's a ton. And the excerpt I'm going to read has a little bit of that in there. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. American Psycho. Yeah. So starring the hot and (laughs) delicious. Literally 26 years old. Christian Bale. Yeah. Because and and Patrick Bateman is 26 years old. 27. Yeah. He's 26. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, they because they brought up because Kimball in the book is supposed to be around 30 years old. Okay. And that tracked because Willem Dafoe, who plays Kimball, Detective Kimball. Is not 30 years old. No. Willem Dafoe? No, he's not 30 years old in this. Oh, you think so? No, he's probably close to like 40. 40? Yeah. No, he's supposed to be like around Patrick's age. Okay. Yeah. No. That was like one of the divert. That's actually one of the things on screen rant that was like, this is different. Like. Oh, okay. Um. Like, like, so one of the things that they say is Bateman's violence knows knows no limits in the novel. During a visit to the zoo, he slices a little boy's neck. At the moment, he he enjoys it but he later voices his regret he criticizes himself for killing the boy since children have no mistakes to pay for after the incident he vows to never commit such an act again the scene was scrapped for the movie the movie version of bateman yeah yeah makes his views about children clear during a dinner sitting um he states that he wishes adults were all as uncorrupted as children he has this view from the very beginning as opposed to the book version who only ends up having that point of view after killing a child um so when you're saying something like you're mentioning um kind of like studying serial killers a little bit and like having that so um this one uh her name's christina lee she has she compares it to Dostoevsky as like um uh notes from the underground um where Dostoevsky's um antiheroes are like they're social figures who are products of their environment so Bateman is definitely a product of of the 80s right greed is good culture blah 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 so they're manifestations of our deepest cultural anxieties so what of course is Patrick Bateman going to be? He is, he indulges his bitter contempt for society. Uh, both are hypocrites whose elevated positions like intellectually, morally, or as part of like the social elite um, are predicated on the suffering of others. So yes. he, I mean, it's like, it's man eat man, like or dog eat dog, you know, like, and as with Dostoevsky's protagonist, Bateman dissolves rapidly to a state of what appears illogical reasoning and uncontrollability. Um, the, you know, so like his erratic behavior are symptomatic to like the rotten to the core of society. 
So it says as as the downfall of like how horrible we were in the eighties, which it really fucking was. Yeah. Especially like New York in the eighties. We've New talked York? about that. This is like nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, I wanna say. And like this is at the pinnacle. This was like skanky New York yeah. where it was like you, it was it's basket fucking case New York. <laughs> like, it was. Crime yeah. crime in New York City in the eighties was fucking awful. Crazy. You didn't live downtown. No. No, like no. there was no quote unquote rich areas. Like yeah, there no. was just no. It was it was not crime laden, um, and so you've got that, and so as as the society itself is falling apart, of course some of these people are going to be like just as socially, you know, these like crazy. That's not the word I'm looking for. So um, psychopaths. Yeah, it kind of like it w- balances itself out, I guess, or like it 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 reflects what's happening in society um did you notice so there's another thing that they she brings up and i was i totally noticed this um gastronomic pleasure requires a a ritual of violence before and during the act of consummate consumption that is it's in the preparation slash killing eviscerating crushing severing and it's ingestion mastication tearing gorging and so on this violent process is civilized through the use of fine cutlery cutlery etiquette and language that transforms living organisms into food captured in one's in the waiter's announcement for entrees this evening i have sorts i mean to me it was like along the lines of the crazy fucking food in this movie yeah so he says for this entree this evening i have swordfish meatloaf what? Yeah, swordfish with, meatloaf. With onion marmalade, rare roasted partridge breast, and raspberry coulis with a sorel timblade and grilled free-range rabbit with herbed french fries. What? And at one point, he takes Courtney out to dinner, and he's like, you're going to have a peanut butter soup. I was yeah, like, peanut butter soup. fuck right. are you talking about? And it'll pair nicely with this beef something. Yeah. 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 It's just, and there's another point later uh, I will bring up about the mastication. And it's yeah. a lot of it is about eating. Like, we find out that he's been eating some of his victims. Yeah. Most of his victims, FYI in the book, most of his victims. But it, it's that, like, it's also consumption of power and taking that person's power. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking at you, but I was very excited about it's this article that I found. <laughs> so, let's start this thing. Okay. So... <laughs> we open in 1980s New York, late 80s mm-hmm. Reagan era. Yeah. Um, Reagan era New York, Wall Street bumpkins, not bumpkins, but like Wall yuppies. St- They're Wall yuppies. Street yuppies, mm-hmm. right? At this accounting firm called Pearson Pierce. Um, They're all VPs. VPs of what? We don't fucking know. No. We never. We actually don't even really know. Don't. We know it's and it doesn't mur- mergers even. and acquisitions. Right. Okay. That's it it's very. Matter. It does not matter. Uh, In the book, he doesn't matter either. Among among the crew and at the height of his career, probably is Patrick Bateman, played by Christian Bale. Excellently. I think he's a wound, I think he's a wunderkind. I think the all all of them because twenty six is pretty young to be at the top of your game. Yeah, I think they're but all. They were all in their like late twenties, early thirties. I think all they're all Wunderkinds. Yeah, like yeah. that's like, it's a lot of like, who did you? Where did you go to school? Yeah, it's a bunch of Harvard cis white like yeah. you know, G- Gordon Gecko greed is good shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it stars. Hold on. 
Um, it's got uh, Jason Thoreau. It's Jason Thoreau. Um, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto as um, Paul Allen. Josh Lucas. <laughs> we just talked about Josh Lucas. That yeah. I conf- confused him with um, uh, our buddy uh, Wilson, uh, Patrick Wilson, sometimes. Um, uh, Bill Sage uh, as Van Patten. And uh, Mark Ross, or sorry, Matt Ross as Lewis. Justin Thoreau, Josh Lucas, Bill Sage, uh, Chloe Savigny in this movie. Fantastic. Reese Witherspoon, uh, Samantha Mathis playing Courtney. That was wonderful. Matt Ross, Jared Leto, Willem Dafoe as the detective. Um, Countless, just countless outstanding. It was outstandingly cast, I think. And uh, Genevieve Turner, who plays Elizabeth, is also one of the writers, is one of the writers on the screenplay. Um, She writes a lot uh, for and with Mary um, Heron, who is the director for this. Um, One of the, one of the only female, like not only, but one of the very few female horror movie directors. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and this, yeah, this is also a female directed mm -hmm. movie. Which um, was kind of ahead of its time. So we see. Uh, I'm looking to see what else she's directed. Um, no, well, I mean, sh- shocker. She. Direct- I mean, she also wrote and directed the n- notorious Betty Page. Um, show she was a director on Constantine on the TV show. Um, yeah. Um, so we start with. I mean, we start right in, and there's like a lot of fucking like um business card talk all through this fucking thing yeah so we open with uh, a bunch of boys sitting around the table at a restaurant at lunchtime and they're getting like this so we have this waiter who's like you said talking about this all this fancy you know like ex- ridiculous crazy. pretentious ass food yeah like it's stuff that you have no one's ever gonna put no. together this is cuisine like crazy cuisine at lunchtime right and it's just because it's 84. half this movie is book is is fucking business cards and half of it is just naming restaurants yeah yeah um patrick bateman and his buddies are all kind of like you know shooting the shit joking patrick bateman and then we center on patrick bateman he is he talks about himself and he's like put himself out there to be this perfect specimen of an American of mm. like being, you know, successful financially and um, physically like he, he has this crazy um, when we get, when we cut to him in his apartment, when he first wakes up, he has this daily routine of like doing this crazy workout and then it's more extensive of the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, doing the shower routine where he does like an exfoliating mask and a gel cleanser and mm-hmm. um, yeah this, and p- this goes on for pages in us, the books right and having an ice mask in case he's a little puffy in the morning and and he narrates this a, whole he, he narrates thing. this whole thing in a very calm mm-hmm. like almost npr like voice yeah he does that through a lot of that this. yeah he's and it sets the mood he's very and verbose <laughs> and it's like and and after i i'm you know after shaving i use this you know whatever aftershave with no alcohol because alcohol dries out the skin mm-hmm. and like he, he's setting himself up to be to to be the perfect be man. the perfect specimen yeah of a new york 80s man 
Yeah, it's the it's because the consumption he, and, and whatever right. he has is the best. And it's basically faking it to make it. And you've like got to one up the other guy to be on top. Because we, we see business and I'm using business as a business, but we don't actually see what anybody does. We see business happening. No, he goes to an office and he puts up his feet on a, on a desk and watches TV. And when there's actually like meetings, it's a bunch of guys just sit around and just talk about chicks and getting into like to get into dorcia. restaurants yeah dorcia right. dorcia is the is this big restaurant at the time all of these restaurants look like stupid too with, so dumb like the one where he breaks up with evelyn in yeah. it looked like a fucking like tgi like fridays blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes I, I was like somebody expecting somebody to come over and sing at my table right like get out of here yeah they had like the paper on the table yeah like, and they were like and he's oh, drawing like, on it yeah and, like, like get out of like here <laughs> those like um colored stones sort of like collages yeah. on the walls it would look like 1991 so, threw up all so over bad. it it's ahead so of its patrick time patrick bateman's apartment in particular yeah it is it's white. not even it's like the fuck it's like it is all white it's like kim kardashian's house that like yeah. <laughs> looks sterile everything and... yes everything is sterile and clean and white 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 like him even his better even his bedroom Every, the carpet, the walls, the beds, the couches, spread, the kitchen yep. is like stainless steel and white. Yep. Everything. Which so, comes into play. Yes, it does. <clears throat> um, for several reasons. Because of the color contrast when he decorates it, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, also, everybody's fucking everybody in this movie. Yes. So Patrick Bateman has a fiance, play, Evelyn, plays played by Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Who's fucking... Who's fucking Paul Allen? No, it oh was no no, Justin Thoreau's character. Fucking Bryce. Justin Thoreau's character. Meanwhile, there's this guy Josh, whose fiance Patrick is fucking. No, it's Lewis. Oh, it's Lu- it's Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, Luis. Um, Lewis, who and his fiance Courtney Patrick is fucking. And Courtney is a drug addict. Oh, huge. Yeah. she is Thorazine. high on a Thorazine opioids constant yeah constantly like to the point where she passes out on the yes. way like he's just like just take another thorazine before we get to, to the restaurant yeah. um we don't get a an, a tie-up for her do we we don't no. i mean i will get there but Not i'm pretty movie, sure she but yeah and i don't remember from the book i don't know if we do from the book yeah i don't remember from the book but she like <laughs> they they basically just fuck and nothing else but it's really interesting that like I watching it, I remember it being more sexual, like seeing more. And then now I'm watching, I was like, wow, Jesus, I, there's nothing like there was. Yeah. Not like, like some movies. Right. Like you see him thrusting um, maybe once in one scene, yeah. the rest of it, he's like, he's thrusting. Well, I should say naked thrusting the other time he's thrusting, but he's got his pants on. Yeah. And she's not even undressed. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I remembered it differently. Did you? Oh, I remembered it. I remembered it more violent, too. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Any hoozles. Um, but my note is, it's so funny that no one even fucking uses business cards anymore. And this is like the epitome. Oh, this was the height of it. Yeah. The height of it. It mattered what your business card looked like. I mean, like. and honestly, they all look dumb. It didn't fucking... They're all, so they're all in this business meeting. and I mean, business meeting. Business meeting, quote unquote. Yeah. And Patrick Bateman puts down his card and he's like, I just got it 
hot off the presses. Well, they got they all have these like like card like they're like little containers just for business. Yeah, cards. metal like yeah card a case. little metal case. And they like slip it almost like it's like a cigarette case. Like they can yeah. slip it open, like flip it open and just flip it to each other. Yeah, stupid. And they're like the uh, the color bone or eggshell yeah light embossing and it's fucking like whatever font it's so fucking crazy but that was like the shit yeah well and the other thing we need to know to note is that paul allen forgets he miss he miss uh he on knowingly he mistakes patrick bateman for mark havelstrom or and he's not the first one who will do that in this movie no but he but paul does it on purpose yeah because he's putting he's putting patrick in his place because they all have this like tortoise shell glasses too it's people's people's choice glasses i think he calls them in a specific sort of um and they all have these specific suits yeah and they all i mean it's just control c control v yeah absolutely all, all the them. same haircut they all get their suits from the same kind of place they all get their you know and they get facials and they yeah. get you know like they not only do we have to go to these fancy dinners but we go to the hottest clubs afterward too and we better have a reservation you better get that reservation yeah well somebody even, i forget i want to say it's uh van Patten says like i don't even hungry i just want to i just want to go somewhere with a reservation right cool great Thanks for the addition. Thank you for the. I just want to be there in this happening place and yeah. this because we. I could say. Oh, we were we'll there. get to the happening place they go to at one point. I was like, this is garbage. Like yeah. most of these places, and I think part of me is part of it is to show how like they're garbage. But they yeah. were like at the time, everyone was like, they're so cool. But it's like, I'm sorry, where they go in the fucking wedding singers. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the part they go to the wedding exercise of this. So that evening they go to this club and Patrick Bateman is ordering drinks from this bartender and this is the first peek we see into his personality. Mm-hmm. Um aside from his workout routine and his, you know, skin reg skincare regimen. Yeah. Um he's at this bar get ordering drinks from this waitress and he's like I want to, you know, fucking scoop your eyeballs out and eat them, you know, like yeah. it says all this crazy shit as her back is turned and she turns back to him with, with drinks. Yeah. And he's like, thank you. You know, thank you. Is this where, is it right before, like, is right before this where he sees Paul Allen's card and he gets angry and then he kills the this homeless? before that. Okay. This is all before that. Um, this is just kind of setting up Patrick Bateman. Mm. So then the next day, yeah, the business meeting, they all exchange business cards. And they're like, it's like this super tense, almost Aaron Sorkin drama yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Where, like they all drop it on the table. Like, well, he picks it up. He looks at it. It's almost like his, his hands go numb and he just oh, and it falls and he from his hands. Drops it He's like, it's perfect. It's, it's fucking fine. perfect. Yeah. And he hates that it's perfect. But uh, all he says outwardly, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. Because he got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, so good. But instead, so what he does instead that night, because he's so angry, what does he go and do? Hmm. He goes and kills a homeless man in his talk. I mean, it sucks. But what are you going to do? He goes to, yeah. His, the more like tense and stressed out he gets, the more his sociopathic 
and psychopathic tendencies come to the surface and it gets to a point where he's no longer able to control throughout this whole movie he's no longer able to control his tendencies well it's paralleling like the ratcheting up of what this consumerism like it's like paul's one-ups him yeah. And so his brain can't handle that. Like he needs to he be needs to, he needs to be the one to, to be on top. Right. Right. So, so it's leading to this psychopathy. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up meeting up with Paul Allen at this weird this random again, Mexican restaurant. Confuses him again for confuses him again for Mark Havelstern. Something. Something like that. Havelstorm something. Yeah. And Bateman goes along with it. That like, yeah, Mark, yeah, huh? <laughs> brings I know. He's snoring. Somebody's snoring. <laughs> brings Mark back to his own apartment. Cause he he gets Paul Allen roaring drunk. Yeah. Gets Paul Allen back to his apartment and starts so Oh, and also because Paul is also pretty much like he has flaunted it that he can get into Darcia. Yeah, he can get into any restaurant he wants to. He's got the biggest account in the firm. And he, you know, Paul Allen is untouchable pretty much. Right. And again, that's Jared. It's Jared Leto. Jared Leto, I have to say he's probably the weakest part of this movie. Because it his character doesn't really matter because he's not really in it much. No, but like this scene in particular was like is real weak. Especially seeing how how he has revolved as has evolved as an actor since Agreed. then, yeah. I mean, he's a fucking piece of shit, but in real life, fine. but yeah, it's fine. It was fine. It's serviceable. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Spanish Bateman. This is one of my favorite scenes. It's great in this movie. I'm, sorry, but it's one of my favorites. Patrick Bateman goes on and on about how he's his tendency and his inkling toward what's conversational is not typical so like sociologically typical like he goes into excessive detail about like bands so for example Huey Lewis in the news and Mm -hmm. he's like well I found their first album rather you know contrite but then you know they kind of grew on me and it really they really hit their stride with this album and blah 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 and as Paul Allen is completely rippering drunk and he's like, what are you even talking about? And Patrick is just going on and on and on about Huey Lewis in the news. Meanwhile, hit to be a square place. And Patrick kind of starts walking out, getting prepared. And Paul is like, why is there newspaper all around? You have a dog? Do you have a dog? Do you have a chow? Right. Do you have a chow? And Patrick just without skipping a beat just keeps talking about Huey Lewis in the news as hip to be a square place in the background. And then Paul, and also he's got a uh, he's got a uh, raincoat on. Yes. Yeah. Paul Allen goes, is that a rain jacket? Bateman's like, yes, Paul Allen. Yes, it is. But he keeps talking and then he goes, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. And then fucking axe him in the face. Face. Yeah, that in line is hysterical. Face. Hey, Paul! Ah, is the best. The so best. So good. So Bateman is covered in blood, mm-hmm. but not his fucking suit. Because no, God, no. You don't touch the watch. You don't touch the suit. Nope. 
don't touch the watch, touch the suit. And he, so he kills Paul Allen in his white, white, pristine apartment. But he predetermined this with the newspaper and all the coverings around the couch and everything. Uh, He kills Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the next day we get once he cleans up and everything we've got private investigator Donald Kim- yeah Donald Kimball <laughs> comes in to interview Bateman because like yes. regarding Allen's disappearance because you know uh, people have Nobody reported knows him that Paul Allen is dead Everybody no they're reporting everyone missing everyone thinks he's just disappeared right um, Bateman grabs Paul Allen's keys goes to his apartment and is deep down pissed off that Paul Allen's um, apartment is nicer nicer than his and overlooks the park, overlooks Central Park, but he packs like some of his bags and his suitcase as if Paul Allen's going out of town. Mm -hmm. The next day he gets a visit from from Willow Defoe, Mm -hmm. is a detective. Patrick Bateman's assistant PS is played by the lovely Chloe Savigny. Savigny. Savigny, Savigny, mm-hmm. who is Jean. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I adore her. I've loved her ever since. Um, fucking, God. I think she was in. Yeah, she was in a movie with Natasha Leon called "But I," um, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was yeah. a great movie. Um. It was interesting. Um, so she plays this like, kind of mousy assistant that kind of has a crush on Patrick, mm-hmm. but doesn't really do much about it. But um, so the, uh, the detective and Patrick Bateman are, are discussing Paul Allen's disappearance. And Patrick is not doing a very good job at throwing him off the scent no he but doesn't he's not good with social situations in general no when it comes to someone who's out of his sphere he is not no because patrick bateman is is a sociopath is a psychopath sociopath textbook mm-hmm. and people like that like people like that like ted bundy for example are very like they they are very good at masking and telling you what you what they think you want to hear to get through a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's happening here. But it's really interesting because Kimball will give him the benefit of the doubt a number of times. Without him even realizing it. Yeah. Without Bateman even really realizing it. Yeah, because like... Like logically. He's, you know, kind of, you know, well, you know, maybe he's not even missing or blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's like, well, you know, it could be all moot because, you know, we've got somebody who said they saw him in London. Yeah. Okay. So, and he's like, but I don't know if I believe that because, you know, he, you know, he can't, like, I, he couldn't get a story straight or something like that. I can't remember what exactly what he says, but he wasn't necessarily, um, say, you know, discounting the London thing, but he wasn't like putting all of his chickens in one basket either um but um bateman pushes him out the door quickly saying that he has a lunch meeting with cliff huxtable at the four seasons isn't that on the other side of town oh no, oh, no. there's another one yeah like, he's like what 
I might be a police officer, but I do know the fucking. I do know New York. Yeah, I do know logistics of things. And um, so dumb. Um, then we get to see more of um, Pat's exercise routine here. His... More Pat's exercise. He does like a hundred, like a thousand. He's up a, to thousand, a thousand now. A thousand, yeah. Uh, a thousand crunches to Texas Texas Chainsaw Tom Massacre. Because of course. Because of course. Um. So then Patrick is getting in the mood, so he takes yeah. his limo to a seedy area downtown of New York, and he picks up a hooker, but also calls for an escort service. So these two, so he calls for these two women yep. to come over. Specifically blonde. Them. Yes, specifically blondes. Yep. I can't stress that enough. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I guess you. Not much of a blonde, huh? More like a dirty blonde. I was like, so she's blonde. Don't worry funny. about it. It's fine. So funny to me. Um, um, but he gets these two ladies to basically, you know, like service each other and him. Well, so he first. So the, he you, does like this threesome fantasy, which, of course, you know, which at first is like, okay, it's semi normal, sure, whatever. But they fall asleep and then he wakes up in the well, middle of the night. There's a part first that I think is actually kind of. When they're sitting there, so, you know, he has her clean herself. Uh, he has Christy clean herself. And then, uh, what the fuck is her name? Sabina shows, Sabrina shows up. Or he calls her Sabina. And they're sitting there on the couch looking at him. It is so fucking awkward. It is really awkward. And this is because, I think this is important because he's like, well, are you going to ask me anything? And they're yeah. like, we don't really care what no. you do. No. We're just no for a job and so he proceeds then just to tell them what he does yeah and then he goes into his diatribe about uh which one is this one genesis this oh is when right. he starts... Gen- the band genesis mm-hmm. um yes and he starts he starts really really recording them while talking about phil collins and this is where we get the fucking line don't eat it don't, don't stare, don't stare at, at it, eat, eat it. it. And the way he says it, it's very much like, don't stare at it, eat it. Like it's not, I mean, he's talking about her asshole. Yeah. And, um, yes. Yeah, so then they have sex and like, it's, it's very like, it's what about 30 seconds of like him flexing while he's there fucking. There were once upon a time back, like, I don't know, maybe five or so years after this movie came out when memes started to get popular. Yeah. There was this meme going around where people would copy paste this image of Christian Bale in this movie flexing, yeah. like as he's like doing this lady, and it was Christian Bale pointing at things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And they would like copy paste it onto the. Oh my god, there were a million, and I ate them all up because I so think this funny. is so important for like to know what patrick is about because yeah. it's i mean he's i don't think he's even enjoying the sex no, he's just enjoying he his body well he's also enjoying how his body looks yes. during sex because he's like at one point telling chris christy look at the camera now this yeah. part is in the book too uh this like you know posing them and everything like that for sex <sighs> so he wakes up in the middle of the night um after they've all kind of had their first session well, after down. she touches the watch on yeah, accident accidentally touches her hand falls down on the watch don't touch the watch don't touch the watch uh he wakes up though and he gets out of bed and um he goes to his drawer and the one woman asks are we done here you know can we leave and he said we're not through yet so you notice he picks up a wire hanger yes he picks okay. up a wire hanger so <clears throat> And there are a drawer full of interesting instruments. So this is where we get the... Okay. (laughs) 
So I don't know which way to go because there's two things here. Um, first, I'm going to, let's see. Okay, let me, okay, let me read this first. <clears throat> Page 141 of American Psycho. Okay. The rat hurls itself against the glass cage as I move it from the kitchen t- into the living room. It refused to eat what was left of the other rat I had bought it to play with last week. That now lies dead, rotting in a corner of the cage. For the last five days, I purposely starved it. I set the glass cage down next to the girl, and maybe because of the scent of the cheese, that rat, the rat seems to go insane. He has spread cheese on her vagina. The rat seems to go insane, first running in circles, mewling, then trying to heave its body, weak with hunger, over the side of the cage. The rat doesn't need any prodding, and the bent coat hanger I was going to use remains untouched by my side. And with the girl still unco- still conscious, the thing moves effortlessly on newfound energy, racing up the tube until half of its body disappears. And then after a minute, its rat body shaking while it feeds, all of it vanishes except for the tail, and I yank the habit trail tube out of the girl, trapping the rodent. Soon, even the tail disappears. The noises the girl is making are, for the most part, incomprehensible. I can hardly tell that it's going, I can already tell that it's going to be characteristically useless, senseless death. But then I'm used to the horror. It seems distilled. Even now, it fails to upset or bother me. I'm not mourning. And to prove it to myself, after a minute or two watching the rat move under her lower belly, making sure the girl is still conscious, shaking her head in pain, her eyes wide with terror and confusion, I use a chainsaw and in a matter of seconds cut the girl in two with it. The whirring teeth go through skin and muscle and sinew and bone so fast that she stays alive long enough to watch me pull her legs away from her body, her actual thighs, what's left of her mutilated vagina, and hold them up in front of me, spouting blood like trophies trophies almost. Her eyes stay open for a minute, desperate and unfocused, then close and finally before she dies. I force a knife uselessly up, up her nose until it slides out of her flesh of her forehead, and then I hack the bone off of her chin. She has only a half of a mouth left, and I fuck it once, then twice, three times in all, not caring whether she's breathing or not. I gouge on her, gouge on her eyes out, using finally using my fingers. The rat emerges head first. Somehow it turned itself around inside the cavity, and it's stained with purple blood. I also notice where the chainsaw took off half of its tail, and I feed it extra brie until I have to stomp it to death, which I do. Later, the girl's femur and left jawbone lie in the oven, baking, and tufts of pubic hair fill a stew crystal ashtray and when i light them they burn very very quickly um and then there's another part of this boy this movie is fucking tame (laughs) um uh let's see um after flaying fucking and flaying the them the girls he gnaws on several of their bodies and uses their skulls as bowls unperturbed by the fact that these were living human beings not long before so that's the rat part that all of us fucking remember is that he put a live rat into someone's vagina and it ate its way back out. Cool. Wow. Seared in my memory. So yeah, they didn't put that in the movie. Uh, no. No. No, they did not. No. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> no. It's... All that. The girls in this part, the, bro- the they girls live. got away. Yeah, they don't. They don't they, die. After, the, after he says, we're not through yet. The very next scene is him opening the door 
giving them money and they have they're bloodied yeah and as they're running out of the apartment we learn later with the extent uh, like she one of them has to have a number of surgeries yeah um this is then so we immediately switch to him and his boys having drinks yeah talking about women so disgustingly that i just wanted to reach through the fucking screen and christina lee also has she because he know he brings up here he brings up ed gein and ten bundy yes and um factoids and they're like who and in the novel he goes into further detail at some point and he says bateman described three vaginas stored in his gym locker and nonchalantly remarks there's a brett clip to one of them a blue ribbon from hermes tied around my favorite again very you know obviously trying to put you know allude to uh, ed gein's vagina necklace or whatever he had in a belt or whatever he made out of vaginas then we get Lewis reveals his new birth business card. Oh. So what does he do to Lewis? He's fucking had it. I did like Lewis's card though. It was gold. It had like gold letters. And it had his last name first. Yes, it did. So his last name comma first. Which is dumb, but that's fine. But whatever. Um not for a business card. It was fucking dumb. But he throws it down. It just sets Bateman on it. Yep absolutely sets him on edge and he, and he's like starting to sweat and there's a lot of t- a lot of times where like throughout this movie he looks sweaty Bale, yeah like, get sweaty and like brush his hair with his hand like finger finger brush his hair yeah to get perfect yeah he's he sweaty a lot a lot yeah yeah he runs to the bathroom with black gloves on. yeah like oj gloves yes <laughs> lewis is is peeing Minding his own business, peeing. Handling the dog. And Bateman has his hands around his neck as if to strangle. Lewis finishes. This is weird. Yes. I loved this, though. Lewis finishes, feels the hands around his neck, turns around, sees that it's Bateman, grabs his wrist and starts kissing it. He removes his hand from the glove and kisses his hands. He thinks... That Bateman's coming onto him, and so it's such a weird, good. it's such a weird scene too because it's not like Bateman kills him. No, Bateman has no idea what to do. He's like so caught off guard; he has no idea what to do. Yeah, like he, he has I think no idea what he's what to do. Honestly, to like here. I think if Batman, if Batman, that's it, Batman. Batman. If, I think if which is hysterical, um, because he was Batman. I think if he, <laughs> if he, if Bateman could make it work in his favor. He would have. He would have got down his knees but and sucked that guy's dick. Him completely yep. off guard. And yep. He's just like, he just walks away as Lewis is talking to him, like, oh, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I have I've, no idea. I've, I've, you know, yeah. I've, and Bateman just like frustrated, just like walks away. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for me. No, no, thank you. I literally just put a rat in someone's vagina. I gotta go. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I crushed it after I fed it some brie. It's fine. Mm. Mm. What? But, I'd give some but then that's okay right because now, what, what does he go do? He goes and fucks his girlfriend. Yeah. He, <laughs> he goes, goes and fucks uh, Lewis's girlfriend. Lewis's girlfriend, right. Yeah. Who at this point, she keeps talking about Easter. Well, I see you She's, by Easter. 
yeah. She's like, a, I mean, she's a drug she's addict. She's fucking suicidal. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming she's going to kill her. She's going to OD. I think, I think that's what we were supposed to assume. Yeah, because yeah. she, I think it, she says like, if I don't like, see you by Easter, have a good on, like, have a good one. and laudanum and shit. Well, and he's, she's got stuffed animals on her bed. Yeah. Like, she's a god. And like, it was funny. I noticed the cable box. I was like, oh my God, I remember that cable box growing yeah. up. Um, but like, her apartment's not like super, because Lewis isn't like... He's on the lower. I mean, he's. I think he's up there, but none of the other guys take him pretty, pretty like very they seriously. They don't take him very seriously, but he's on the same tier. Right. So I don't think Courtney is like she's not reaping the benefits that like Evelyn is. No. So her apartment's not like real fancy. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind. Of, you know, it's average. Um, and she just is kind of like she. He talks about how beautiful she is. I'm like she is a very pretty person but she looks fucking strung out all the time i'm like what are you talking about this girl needs some help so let me get this girl some help man i know and there's even a moment where like he's he just wants the fuck out of there yeah bateman yeah he just wants the fuck out of there and she's like very wistful and very like patrick and like he's about to walk out the door and he's like yeah and she goes nothing and he that, just walks out. That's after she goes. If I don't see you by Easter, have a good one. Have a good, yeah. And I was like, Oh, you're you're gonna and kill he goes, yourself. You too. But yeah. He does not pick up on these cues. Nope. Nope. Because he's not there. He got what he needed. He got revenge on Lewis by coming over and fucking his girlfriend. Right. So he put one up on him because I mean I can't imagine that it's a really good sex. Like, good sex. She's not even fucking here. Like she's. No. It's like fucking a dead person. Well, Which, <laughs> maybe right, he right. into. Which, maybe he's right. maybe he into. I don't know. He's I mean, like, that. I yuck your yum, man. And when it, right. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm. Him. You know what? I am going to yuck someone's fucking dead. <laughs> like anybody who's fucking dead people. Yes, I'm going to yuck your yum. Right. Because <laughs> guess what? That's a crime. Anyhow. So. Uh, is, All right. So then. Is um, this the night where he goes out with. They go to the, okay. They go to yes, this club. they go to this bus. club. All the, all the fucking bathrooms are. No one's using them for their. No like, one is using these bathrooms. Like for like, stalls. yeah, for and what they're like supposed big, to be. Giant, giant unisex bathroom, and everybody. It's like an assembly line going into these stalls, so yeah. everybody can do coke. Yeah, no one's going. Nobody's no one's using, using them. Yeah, no one's using them for, for the, what they're intended. The yeah, they're just doing coke, they're and they're doing like coke. And Justin throws all pissed off, like. Uh, it, Half of it is sweetener. Yeah, he's like, if I wanted to put on my oatmeal, I would. I was like, he's like, I, Patrick goes, I think if we do enough, we'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the best part is the guy next to them, because everyone's got like fucking coke rage, too. Oh, That's yeah. the best. The guy next to me is like, could you be quiet? I'm trying to do coke in here. <laughs> I love that. And Bryce is going over like the two. Yeah. He's like, just calm everyone. Calm down. We're doing coke. Okay? We're do- right. We're just doing coke. We're just club. doing Fuck coke, you. man. But that, like, that is the 80s. I mean, oh, I had yeah. a boyfriend who said he remembers that when he was like, yeah, he was, well, how much older than me was he 10 years yeah and he was like so he like 80s he was you know 18 19 and yeah, yeah like that was the thing was you went to the rage you 80s. went to the bathroom and did lens coke like it was like you were doing bumps on pretty much where they were like on the dispensers like on the toilets right. toilet roll dispensers um that's what you did uh and then they come back out, and uh, so it's Patrick and Bryce are they're talking with these three models, and yeah. Uh, it's yeah. yeah, and <laughs> one of them is like, 
not taking then none of them are really like putting up with Bryce and Patrick's shit. Like no. really, they're not interested. But the one is the one is and she's like, you know, you're really a nice guy. You're really cute. And do you think I'm dumb? I'm I promise I'm really not. I think you're sweet. I think you're sweet. <laughs> Goes home with Bateman and we never see her again. Oh, we see her again. Well, we do. <laughs> we well, we also part see, of her again. We also see him playing with a big like lock of hair the next day. Yeah, the day. next day in the I office. I was like, oh, well. A giant he, lock of her hair. Well, he killed that girl. And then he asks his assistant, Jean, to dinner. Yeah. Like, he obviously was, like, strung up from the night before because he got those glasses on, too. Yeah. I was At like, first, you got coke I eyes. I thought he was going to be hiding, like, a like a black eye or something like that or, like, some scratches. No, but coke no, eyes. he wasn't. Coke eyes. Coke eyes. Yeah. Um, he's sitting there doing a crossword, and all the answers on the crossword is meat and bone and meat <laughs> and bone. So fucked up. And, yeah, Jean comes so, in. Sweet little Jean. Uh, comes in and he asks her, what would you like to do? Would you like to go out to dinner with me? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, where do you want to go? Anywhere you want to go. I was go. like, don't say Dorcia. Don't I say Dorcia. Don't say Dorcia. <laughs> Fuck you. He said Dorcia. Yeah. And he immediately gets like, I, he gets on the phone and he calls and he's like two for nine o'clock. And they're like, nope. Yeah, that's not happening. Was, he's, he's like, great. We'll great, see we'll you. We'll see you there. Two o'clock, nine o'clock. Like, you didn't leave a name. Oh, they know me. Yeah, right. <laughs> they know me. Fuck you. Yeah, right. So, but he's like, but come by my apartment. Why don't you come by to my apartment for drinks beforehand? Right. And you want to dr- You want to change your clothes because you know what you got on is not going to be Dorsey he, approved. The comments he makes at her throughout this entire movie. Yep. About the way she dresses. Yep. Is offensive. I mean, well, besides the fact that how many times do you call her a dumb bitch? So he calls her a dumb bitch, and he calls it, and he's like. Don't wear that again. Like yeah. in the very beginning, he's like, you, you know. Well, it's because she's his assistant. Yes. It reflects on him. In, in his mind, it reflects yes. on him. Yes. But he's, but also, it's sort of a, ba- I mean, it, not sort of, it is a backhanded compliment because he's like, you, you look better than that. Like, don't dress like that. Well, you should wear a skirt or a dress. Don't wear that again. Part of, I mean, I would assume. But it's a no. control thing. It's a control thing, definitely, definitely. So, Jean changes and <laughs> wears a cute little dress and meets him at his apartment. Yep. This scene, kind of like, it warmed my heart a little bit. It like melted my heart a little bit. Oh, really? A little bit. Well, I haven't read the novel. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not okay. just saying. I was like, because I didn't feel that. As Jean is there in his apartment, the closest female oh. to him. Yeah. Like closest because because she literally works for him, but the closest female to him. Like you know, she's just sitting there. You know, eating a sorbet that he has that he has for her. And he's asking her questions, walking through his apartment. Trying to find what he's going to kill her with. Trying to find what he's going to kill her with. And something hits him. And he sits. Oh, and then then his phone phone rings. And his fiance calls. Fiance Evelyn leaves a message. And it's like, oh, hey, you're supposed to meet my wife. So, so. If you're seeing somebody else, just know you're mine. You're mine. And Jean's like, oh. So you are seeing somebody cool. That's still going on. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then Bateman says. Well, he sits down and he sits he down sits like down. very like defeated. Yeah. 
and he's like and and gene is like i should probably go right and bateman is like yeah you you should something bad is going bad is going going to happen happen if you you don't leave yeah and it's like it's the first time she says i don't want to get bruised i don't want to get hurt she says i don't want to get bruised i don't want to get bruised yeah and it's the first time bateman shows any form of restraint yep and it's her saying i don't want to get because i was like it was it was an interesting way to say it yeah because it wasn't just like i don't want you know like I, yeah i don't want you to like i don't want to hurt you yeah and i don't want to get bruised i don't want to get bruised yeah yeah it was an interesting way to it say was. it it was yeah. really weird but it was like i mean he's sitting there with a nail gun behind her head mm-hmm. and then the phone call happens and it's a moment of clarity for him from yeah. his you know realizing what he's doing yeah and it, it was almost heartbreaking, you know, that like he's starting to. Re- and and then the next I, I don't know if it was the next scene or if he it has, was a scene before or so. The next one is Kimball. Where he's like the facade is starting to slip. It's it's this next one with Kimball because he's like sitting there just sweating, just yeah. sweating through the whole thing. Well, he states it. He states the like, yeah, my, you know, the facade is starting to slip away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he can't control this anymore. And then Kimball shows up the next day at, at his office again. No, they have lunch. Oh, they have lunch together. And this is where he's stinking sweating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's and sweating profusely. And fucking Kimball's just lunch. letting him, like, oh, giving him so much God. fucking leeway. It's crazy. He's yeah. like, you got your dates mixed up, you know, Patrick, because, you know, your colleague said that he was having, yeah. you know, you were having dinner with him. And that's where you, you know, like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I must have had dinner with yeah. Evelyn this other night, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, dude, this guy's letting you get away with literally murder. L- literally letting you get away with it. Right. Um, it was wild. It's wild. And then we get... uh we we go pick up Christy Christy again. Oh my god! And so she's like, uh, um, she's yeah, like absolutely like, not. I need surgery. Yeah. No, thank you. He writes her a check, and she's like, "Thank you." Out. She leaves. Yeah. But he convinces her, like, because he, he takes her wallet her with his money clip. Yeah. Yeah. To get in the car. So and, they get um, back to, they get to Paul Allen's he, house. He right. He so <laughs> in further working out his little fantasies yeah he's at paul allen's place and he comes across like an ex-girlfriend from college or something yeah elizabeth yeah elizabeth and you know the hooker and they're at paul allen's apartment and (laughs) he drugs both of them yeah he drugs both of them christine's like this is a much nicer place than the other place oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just signed your death warrant girly girl um this he, so he's, he's trying to convince them to have sex and yes. he's like saying that christy is his cousin i was like yeah this might not be the right yeah. route for if that's where you're gonna go no no that's no. A no it's a no no um and she's and elizabeth's like i'm not even a lesbian he's like well you did go to sarah lawrence i was I, like uh, what <laughs> oh my so, god so eventually they all get in bed together yeah they do and bateman is banging elizabeth, elizabeth. yeah uh, Christy, the hooker, sneaks out of bed because she knows so is, what will probably be coming if well, she right. doesn't get out. Well, because it's sex, then after the sex comes torture. Comes torture, right. Yeah. 
after she he starts, comes, she sneaks comes out of bed. Her. <laughs> after she sneaks out of bed, she then looks back and sees that Elizabeth is like, you know, at first she's moaning for pleasure, but then she's like moaning because she's being hurt, and the the sheets start turning stark red because he's eating because he's eating her. Yep, he was eating her out and then eating her. Yep, yep, and then so Christy he wants it raw now. Yeah, he's not he's not he's cooking them. A raw diet. So Christy desperately tries to escape. She is screaming at the top of her lungs. She's banging on other apartment doors. And she starts running down the stairs. Then comes Bateman after he finishes off uh, Elizabeth. Comes out, my favorite, in nothing but stark white tennis shoes and a chainsaw. He's got a Reeboks on. I know. (laughs) And she finds... All of the fucking here comes the model that <laughs> we find the model that he ate like he killed a couple weeks ago oh, and then no. oh yeah she she opens like the closet there's like first she sees the, the she opens the bathroom and sees you know Paul Allen's body dissolving in the tub and yeah. then opens a closet and there's a couple bodies hanging up in there and she's like screaming she's banging on all these apartment doors trying to run away gets to the stairwell gets to the stairwell. Fucking A. Patrick Bateman runs in his birthday suit and Reeboks. Hot. Hot. With a chainsaw. And chases her, like, follows the chainsaw around the stairs where she's running. Drops it at just the right place where it gets her. Yep. And he just screams, ah! It is at this moment, Mm -hmm. Patrick Bateman has lost all control. Yes. (laughs) 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 all control over himself he is this where he breaks it off he breaks yeah he breaks it off with in a restaurant you're not you're actually not that important to me i was like holy shit and reese witherspoon is great in this and that fucking hair that she's got that wall of hair the wall of bangs is great great and she's like at first she's like not taking him seriously and he's like no no (laughs) you need yeah we're done he goes because she goes well your friends are my friends it's not going to work he's like you can have have them you can have them i'm good you can have all our friends she's like oh my god you're fucking serious serious. (laughs) yeah you are not important to me i was like holy shit uh but he did just murder someone so i don't understand like a number of people um this is that he leaves and he goes to an ATM where he sees his adorable little kitten. There's a little kitten. And he picks it up. And, and then the ATM. The ATM talks to him. Or speaks at him. He does and, it a lot it, in the book. It does happen a lot oh, in the I'm book. Oh, I'm sure that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the ATM tells him to feed it the cat. Yeah, to feed, feed the me cat a straight to it. Crat. Yeah. Feed me the kitty. Yeah. It's like. Okay, and then he get, randomly gets out a gun. Yeah, to, as he's trying to, to stick the cat, the cat, cat in, the in the ATM. ATM. Yeah. And this other woman looks at him and is like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, please stop. Stop what that. What are you doing? And he shoots her. And then drops the cat. Puts drops the cat the down. Cat. I was like, okay, well, at least he didn't kill the cat. <laughs> right. That's what... Fuck you, PETA. <laughs> you can kill all the people you want in a movie, but, but you can't talk, you know, fucking kill an animal. Fuck you. Anyway, so he goes on this crazy 
killing spree. He mm-hmm. runs away. He first he, you know, after he kills that woman, he sees a cop car off in the distance and starts running away, but it kind of chases after him and he runs down this one alleyway and at the end are two cop cars yelling at him to put down the gun and he just shoots them up. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Car explode, random car explosion. Car explodes. Explodes, random car explosion. He's like, oh man, <laughs> like the expression on his face is like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. that. Fuck. And then he books it into a building, kills the security guard because <laughs> yep. he asks him to sign in, and he's like, ha, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then runs to another building adjacent adjacent to it, another office building. And he runs, and it and it's actually his office building. He yeah. runs up to his office, and calls his lawyer. And there's like search. There's a helicopter above yeah. with searchlights shining into his office, and he's freaking yeah. out. This is not happening. He's unhinged. Yeah, this at is, this point. And- we're led to believe this is not happening, but it's happening in his brain. It's like, happening in his mind. Yeah. So he leaves this very detailed message to which to his lawyer. He admits to have eaten people. Yep. And from the book, a Richard Marks <laughs> CD plays on a stereo. Nice. A bag from Zabar's loaded with sourdough onion bagels. Yum. Uh. And spices sits on the tape, the kitchen table, while I grind bone and fat and flesh into patties. I just remind myself that this thing, this girl, this meat, is nothing, is shit. So he's eating a lot more people in the fucking okay. books. So, but we he sure. gets this that part there too. So he's leaving this very long, detailed message on his lawyer's answering machine about all these people that he's killed and eaten and (laughs) all this crazy shit. And the next day, everything's fine. Well, he gets, he takes a shower. He goes over to to Paul Allen's apartment to clean it. He actually puts the mask on. He's going to go and like, go just, you know, dispose of all the bodies, dispose of of the bodies, but it's vacant, vacant and stark white. Yeah. And for sale. Um, the, a realtor comes in and is like, um, who are you? I think you need to leave and never come back. <laughs> and I could not find that person. She looked familiar, but I could not find that person in any of the casting. But, mm. um, so he's losing his ever loving mind at oh, this yeah. point. He's lost it. He calls Jean and this is where he calls her from a fucking bitch. Yeah. And he's like, he's both, he's maniacal and hysterical. Yeah. He's just like yelling at her. Because she's calm and she's like, what's happening? What's, what's wrong? What's wrong? You sound, Something sounds, what, what's going on? Because he's like, I'm not going to be until the afternoon. And he's like freaking out. And she's like, what's the matter? You don't sound right. And he's like, God damn it, Gene. Why does everything have to be so negative or some shit? And yeah. he's like, uh, hangs up on her. And she's like, that was suspicious. Yeah, yes. What totes us. Right. Yeah, totes us. So she goes to his office. So this is like interlaced throughout. This her scene is interlaced throughout the next scene. Right with them going to lunch. Where she goes through to his office and picks up his his date book. Yeah, his and planner. looks through it. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, he's at a restaurant with his you know work buddies. Yeah. And again, he has lost it. He sees his lawyer. 
in this restaurant who he like just this called bar area yeah and goes up to him and he's and talks to him and the lawyer was like that was hilarious because he has mistaken him for someone else yes also and what does he say though to him? He's like, and Bateman, I knew it was it was a joke because Bateman's such a dork, such a dork. Yeah. And so he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm Pat Bateman. I'm Patrick Bateman. And I killed Paul. And I Allen. killed Paul Allen. And the lawyer goes, that's impossible. I had lunch with him in London last week. Twice. Twice. Yep. And Patrick Bateman's face. Just falls. Completely falls apart. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gene is looking through his date book and then seeing all these drawings. Are what things that actually, I think that were in the book that they didn't have in the, mo- in the movie. I think that that's yeah. what they were supposed to be like a reference to. I noticed a, a vagina. At some point. There was there was a little bit of that, yes. Yes. Yep, yep. Very graphic. Uh-huh. Uh, very graphic drawings. And she's like, and she's putting two and two together. Yeah. And he has fallen apart. He sits back down. And we get a close-up on his eyes. And he's like, nothing matters. Well, they, because they, they start talking about fucking dinner reservations again. Fucking and, dinner reservations. Gotta get that res. They start talking about Ronald Reagan, if he's a harmless old man or a hidden psychopath, which is yep. very important. Um, you know, Bateman's still sitting there like, is this fucking real or not? Like, he, he doesn't even know what his reality is anymore. He knows he will never receive the punishment he deserves. Um, he's in constant pain and he wishes his pain will inflict on others. And uh, yeah, like you said, his confession means nothing. nothing. The end. Yep. Yay. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the death of the eighties. This is death of consumerism and, and the greed is good eighties. I mean, that's pretty much what it's supposed to be. Yeah. To be, you know, symbolizing. Yeah. Because the 90s came around and we had more conscious, like socially conscious uh, yeah. companies and... Peter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Peter. Well, me, we also had like, you know, um, people being more worried about diversity and being interested yeah. in things like that. And so... We women on a slow upswing yep. of that. Yep. Uh, cool. It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. I liked... I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. I it's, don't know why, but it's because it's so fucking weird. It's weird. It's funny. It's very funny. It is very funny. Pat- <laughs> like and, a fucked up way. It's really funny. And fucking Christian Bale's fucking brilliant. I mean, he's he brilliant. He was perfection. Yeah. Perfection in this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you... if any, I, And from what I understand, Brett and Easton, uh, Brett and Easton Ellis thought it was fine. He thought the movie was fine, but I'm sure he's he's probably like they really couldn't do what um, was in the book. A lot of it, no. Yeah, and they didn't. Uh, he probably could now because we have like maybe because we've seen again we've all seen some shit. Cuban centipede, um, uh, Serbian film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think like you couldn't dis- you couldn't say a bad thing about you know Bale's performance. Absolutely not. No. no. He was brilliant. He yep. brought it. Yep. He brought this raw energy. This to manic, it. like yeah. psychosis. 
grounded really... in something. Grounded in the expressions on his face when he's realizing he he cannot he can no longer differentiate between reality and his and fantasy. Yeah, is stark. He was yeah. so so good. Yeah, and the moment where he's in, um, and the he thinks he's being hunted, but like it, that's the other thing is like we literally go from um, helicopters and windows to him taking a shower to the next morning, bus- right? Any old day. Yeah, him just business as usual. Yeah, it's, it's um crazy and it's fucking wild. There's something to be said for like like I said in the book, you know he he is he, there, it, there, it, he's losing his mind, and there's no like. Is he seeing this or not? Like, no, he's losing his fucking mind. Here, it's like, is he? We don't know. It's fair. And why is he doing the things he does? I like, I think there's something about the ambiguity that actually works here. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes, you know, book adaptations don't always translate so well to film. And that's why some things have to change. And Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, some people get up in arms when a movie isn't exactly like the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Lord of the Rings, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like some things need to move the plot along. You something that's like when you read a book, you want to simmer it, take your time. But when you're watching a movie, you need things to move. Yeah, and it just doesn't work the same way sometimes. No, there are some things that you, you know, like in this book. There are things like you. There are things like you said that it's extremely detailed, but it doesn't further the plot. Well, it's it doesn't of, further his story. Well, I think I I would actually like put it like um, we talked about a knock at the door or knock at the cabin. Yeah. Could you fucking imagine like that no. e- that ending? No. Or that fucking plot? Yeah. In a no. movie, it no. doesn't work. It fucking people doesn't work. Revolt. Yeah, people it doesn't work like that. I mean, you can't have a successful movie. And I think if they were if it went too fucking weird or it was too much like um too much of his psychosis and not enough of like uh plot. Right. It would be it would be too weird. It would be too uh requiem for the dream. Oh my god. The second most depressing movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Yes. I will not watch it again. No, that is horrible. No, thank you. Right. But I mean, like, think about that. I mean, like, that's, yeah. I mean, it, it's so out of place. You don't even know where you're at certain points in that movie because you're like, right. what, what are, are we seeing anything that's real at this point? Especially with right. the mother's storyline. Yeah. But like that takes you so much, so out of it and you can't connect. And I think you needed that. I think if there was any... To have that where you're, you know, with him not knowing and it being ambiguous, ambiguous, I think you then can connect with him a little bit because you are just as fucking confused as he is. Yeah. You're along the ride. Yep. With him. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you assume up to that point, to, you know, toward the end of the movie, up to that point, until he talks to his lawyer in person... That everything that has happened has happened. Right. Until the lawyer says, no. Right. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm going to leave this conversation because yeah. it's making me I'm Audi 4000 on this fucking conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't. I have facial blindness. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, he, and it just rocks his world. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
It's it's so good. I loved it. Yeah, it's very it's good. One of I my enjoyed it. Movies. I have not seen it since literally possibly I saw it in the movie theater. So really, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Oh. It's been twenty years, literally so twenty good. years since I've seen it. Twenty three years, honestly. 20, so yeah. So um, I it was it was I I really liked it, and but it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is not as horrific as I thought as I remembered it. No, because I think they were trying to appeal a little bit to a non horror audience. When I saw it, I was hor- horrified. But again, <laughs> I've seen some shit since then. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, this is tame. This could be on fucking Seafy. Oh yeah. It <laughs> yeah. Could. yeah. Honestly, it could. no, it could, it could be. It could be on like USA. Yeah. I think it really could. It'd be fine. I mean, the the sex part probably we Maybe blur some things. Probably be edited out. But yeah. Other than that, it's like it's yeah. pretty tame. Yeah. Do you even see any boobs? No. Uh I don't remember. I don't think so. Cause the and I should have for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do. I, think... I don't, Even when she's in the bath. No, I don't think you see any boobs. No, I don't think so either. Because she kind of like covers herself with her arms. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think Because so. during the sex scene, it's the weirdest positions they're in. Because I'm like, one of these women is not getting anything out of this. Because <laughs> like, he's fucking the one girl from behind. And the other yeah. one is sitting like she like as if the one's got a like uh, a strap on it's fucking her, but she doesn't. So I don't know what the girl like Christy at yeah, the bottom was getting out of it at all. I think we do a little bit. I'm checking actually. Are you gonna look at the parent advisory? The parent. Uh, no. I mean, I can do that and see if. Uh, usually, it will tell you, fe- you know, upper female nudity or whatever. Let's see. We have sex and nudity severe. A man is seen in a tanning bed, his bare chest and pubic hair being visibly visible briefly. Yeah, Patrick's butt is briefly bed, shown. A notebook and containing. His butt. That was it. Um. Oh, so one brief sex scene under the cover, so no nudity. A man attempts to strangle another man in the bathroom. The blah, 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 lesbian porn. Oh, we oh, do. Elizabeth, we see her boobs. And I think the girl, the call girl that he calls, I think we see her boobs. We also see porn in the background, women fu- fully nude. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bother with this then. I was going to look, like, watch them, like, look at the movie and. Because I could have sworn, like, but the when part they're... when he asked her to dance. The, so that's, I was just going to say, that's under spoilers. Yes, not, it says remember. two women undress and one just has a dress and the other has only a bra and panties on. Yeah, no nudity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally the porn on television and yeah. random other, right. random, t- very, very, it's honestly like, uh, with that, you know, you could probably get away with it on, on cable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do Shall a ratings. ratings. Let's do it. Blood and gore. Uh, two. Two. Same. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that much. No. In retrospect. Not yeah. compared to the book, especially. Um, Spooky Scary. I'm going to say two just because I, I, I know what should, you know, what is being referenced. Yeah. Yeah. It was disturbing. It mm-hmm. was disturbing. And it, and it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I give it a two. Yeah. Uh, sex nudity, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much, but there was enough. Just thrusting is pretty much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun and entertainment. I'm gonna say a three and a half for me. Four. 
Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. I don't know why, but I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I, love I do Christian like Bale, it. I really do. I like it's just to me it's like it's so mean spirited. Yeah. In parts, but I like the I, I, you know, I, I would love to have like, you know, this could be a course. I use an acne gel mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, and I, th- I love the yeah. routine. Like, the, yeah, how I want to do that it. routine. I fucking, I love that routine. Do a thousand push up or sit ups tomorrow. Yeah. Kidding, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, right. All right. I can do a thousand now. <laughs> He's so fucking weird. I love it. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like it's right up there with. I mean, it's 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 part of horror history. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this. Um, it's again, it's twenty three years old, and we're still talk- fucking talking about it. So yeah. there you go. Huzzah! Huzzah! Kudos! Huzzah! Huzzah! Kudos! All right, let's talk about something we uh, another thing, more things that we would recommend. Yay! <laughs> uh, recommendation. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I have, I went through a stint in July where I watched a whole fucking bunch of Tubi documentaries, of documentaries Mm. on Tubi, one of which was called Clerk, about Kevin Smith. Mm. If you're a fan of, I think you either love him or you hate him, Kevin Mm. Smith, um, Kevin Smith films, I went through formative years in high school during my, you know, adolescence. My friends were super into Clerks, Mallrats, <laughs> Chasing Amy. Yeah. You know, all the dogma. All we, I, dogma was new. Fucking at the Dogma's time. baller. I fucking love Dogma. That was yeah. a great fucking movie. Um, dogma was new at the time yep. when I was when I was that age. Yep, and, same. Uh, yep. We were so looking forward to it. Talk we, about we 2000, to, 2000s. 2000, yeah. We went to the movie theater to see it. It was yeah. great. Um, same. He's he's so you know I get how he you know why he's controversial and I get why some people don't you know you're either into it or you're not and I get it. But the people that are like he's he's a very humble guy. He really yeah. really is. Yeah. He's just this schmuck from New Jersey that got lucky. And he'll do. And he'll be the first to admit that. And what I like about him is he'll do, like, if you ask him to do something for you, 10 to 1, he'll do it for you. Like, it, he absolutely, like, I think, right. think I said will. our last episode, he fucking showed up in the Electric Mayhem show on fucking Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he was brilliant in his episode. He's so absolutely. funny in it. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. And, but, and he just, yeah, he's very humble, but also very, like, he knows what it's like to be, a, like, a fucking, you know, com- coming up filmmaker. Because right. he has, you know, because let's let's be honest he hasn't had like a ginormous hit dog was probably the biggest one he's maybe had dogma maybe yeah so like he's a he's an established filmmaker chasing amy was probably a close second because it was it was a very big movie at the time yeah in the early 90s oh somebody's snoring um but so he's never really had one like i mean i think he was hoping for like cop out to be he's big never had a huge blockbuster no 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 uh, but that's also not the kind of stuff he makes but like i think that's why he's still kind of like he feels indie yeah yeah and he, you know i think there's always going to be that part of him yeah you know but this was a really it was a love letter it was a you know it from then to now 
about how some kid, a Jersey kid, yeah, had a dream, yeah, and he made it, and yeah. he made it happen, and the friends and family that he's you know paved along the way, um, like it was it was just cool. They were think I I learned a lot about him mm-hmm. about how you know his his father took him to the movies a lot when he was a kid and that's how he fell in love with the movies and he just wanted to make a film. Yeah. Um, and how like supportive he still is with his family and his friends. Um, how he's su- like supportive of his daughter kind of figuring out her, what she wants in life and you know, the kind of acting career that she wants, but on her own merit mm-hmm. without his involvement. Um, it's really cool. It was really, it was a little, it was a nice little, aw, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice documentary. It's called nice. Clerk. Cool. by Kevin Smith. How about yeah. you? Um, I get two. One, I was actually going to recommend to you because I think you would oh. <laughs> you'd like it because it's like kind of your, uh, ghost douchers kind of people. Ghost douchers. Um, there's this dumb show that does a dumb movie on TV. I was watching like watch before it leaves um and i just have shit on the background because i'm doing all kinds of fucking data entry stuff yeah so one's called ghost ghost encounters yeah ghost encounters perfect i love it there's actually there's a ghost encounters too also they just pretty much take all the film the the shots from the first film i put them in the second one it's great. No, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. That's what it's grave called. Grave encounters. encounters. It is. Where do you watch this? Uh, Tubi. Yeah. Um, it is dumb as fuck. It's like the second time I've seen it. It's Excellent. Stu- super stupid. Perfect. Um, and like horribly acted. Yeah. I, again, you got the why are you still using your cameras? But they do have a really good reason as to why they're using the cameras because they're, you know, stuck in, in the dark and they need the lights from the cameras. Ha! <laughs> Um, <laughs> um so that one there's that one it's okay. it is um found footage so you're gonna hate it um that's fine uh, and the other one is i know i brought it up before but i had it on and it still makes me like i still think it's kind of creepy it's fucking um hell house llc i watched it again and i'm like this fucking movie's kind of baller man guys like it's not bad like it's these group of friends go out and decide to create a haunted house haunted house and um i it's very subtle i think they for probably as cheap as it was they did a really good job with it it's creepy it is creepy um a lot of like stuff in the dark that you're trying to look for and so yeah i would say that the, the second and third one are garbage but the first one's not not bad that's it all right so we got find us a whole bunch of different places Wonderful. we'll be back if you're in- listening you've already found us thank you uh go to our youtube we do have some reviews up there um uh like and subscribe bitches um all right so uh in two weeks we've got uh the og uh it with your favorite actor uh tim curry miss monsieur sir tim sir curry. sir tim curry he, he was knighted, tim- right i don't know <laughs> no he was not but he should be <laughs> should be should be and then after that uh so for the month of september it will be it so we're gonna call it Sip- i don't know we'll, we'll find some fun thing to call it sure. but it will be it to we're gonna it. do we're gonna call it <laughs> um, insert all the jokes here yes um and ryan will be with us for the first episode yeah. ryan francis so um how do we end this thing <laughs> <laughs> this is just my pervert voice <laughs> <laughs>
black phone voice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie again.